Yo, you are listening to Modern Enlightenment with Joseph Grisafi. This is the very first episode. Can't tell you how excited I am to be recording this here. We got uh, my boy Jet Moreland. Jet the Ghost Moreland. All right, you'll understand why he's called the Ghost in a little bit. Uh, that'll unravel here soon, but that's a nickname I just came up for him. He's the Ghost. Um, so. He's the first person that I'm recording, and honestly, I'm honored that he's here. Um, yeah, very honored, because to be honest, um, I've known Jet for about 15 minutes total before he came over here <laughs> to record this podcast. <laughs> like, we, yeah, I mean, when you say that's about right, we've talked maybe a total of 15 minutes yeah, in the gym. Man. That's why, yeah, that's why I'm super stoked to be here, too, because, I mean, as many questions you might have for me. I got a ton for you, so I hope you're ready to be like, this is like a two-way interview. But Absolutely. no, man, I am stoked to be here, um, especially being the first episode. Hope I don't scare away all the potential viewers. No way. This is, this is about to be awesome, man. Right on. I mean, I, I sensed that in the first, like I said, five minutes I was talking to you. I was like, this dude, yeah, I want to hear what he has to say. So, oh, yeah. And the thing is, is he's leaving the country here in, uh, what, a week and a half, two weeks? Yeah, about a week and a half on the 11th of February. Hell yeah. That's awesome. He's playing in the IFL, which is the Italian Football League yeah. um, in Milan. Um, go ahead and tell them about that a little bit. Oh, man. Where to start? Because usually people are like, why don't you just stay here? You know, <laughs> when it boils down to it. Um, kind of <laughs> lost my opportunity to play here. Um, but I had the director of player personnel um, from the Milano team. Uh, the mascot is the semen, as we stated uh, earlier. But he reached out to me, I believe it was mid-October um, last year of 2019, and asked if I w- had wanted to play there because he had seen my tape from the team that I played for in Germany uh, the season prior and offered me the position. Um, it's it's really uh, cool to be, like, seeked by a team, you know, because there's many – guys that want to play in the NFL and uh, Canadian Football League and the new yeah. startup leagues like the XFL and stuff. Right. There's so many people that want to play but don't get the opportunity to. They go to camps and stuff. Um, it's awesome to be desired by an organization, especially when they have a limited number of Americans that <clears throat> they can have like on roster. Um, so this will be my second year playing in Europe. Like I said before, the team in Germany was a really cool experience. Uh, I went there to study get my master's degree, but that didn't really work out the way I wanted it to. <laughs> Why not? Um, so it was my understanding that the team in Marburg was the name of the uh, town that I was in. Beautiful place, by the way, if you ever get a chance to go. It's about an hour um, northwest of Frankfurt, which is like the closest big city. Um, it was my understanding that the university was directly affiliated with the team, but it was just a university that had had players on the team attend. <clears throat> so when I got out to Marburg, um, I was in the process of applying, and <laughs> our club president was like, did you get accepted? And I'm like, I hope so, man. That's why I'm here, you know, because I had left uh, the U.S. to go study. I, initially, I was kind of done playing football after the experiences that I'd had. And uh, my undergraduate degree didn't directly align with what I wanted to study in Germany. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I applied for um, 
business economics and institutions, I believe it was, because that was one of the closest related uh, English courses that was taught that they offered. Um, because I'm not going to try to learn something in German, you know, I didn't speak like a German before I had got out there. But it didn't align, ended up finishing the season, and I had a decent season. Um, but like I said before, uh, when I went out to Germany, I wasn't going to play football, right? I was going to study. So when I got out there, <clears throat> realized that the university thing didn't work out, I was like, what am I doing here, you know? Just beating up my body to a further extent from what college did to me and all the camps that I had been to. Um, but all in all, it was an awesome, awesome experience. Like Before I went, I would never try to push somebody to travel the world. But now it's like get as many experiences like as many experiences as you can yeah um got a lot got to see a lot of cool things met a lot of cool people as well no i can imagine yeah i mean it's you're putting yourself in a pretty much in a different world i mean the culture is way different i can imagine Mm -hmm. uh so yeah i mean what so just kind of like based off what you just said why is milan and going to play for the ifl going to be a better move than because now i know what to expect (laughs) <laughs> it's not a lot of people think uh professional football like overseas is in any sort like the NFL or AF or XFL. Um it's not necessarily that caliber of <clears throat> depth on a roster. Um there's not really a draft where people out of college get drafted. They don't have college football in Europe. Um so there's not a ton of guys that go on to play professional ball. Um I, so, getting to Marburg, I didn't know what to expect, you know. I was under the interpretation that it was similar to professional sports here, you know. And don't get me wrong, there's really good talent there. Um, the competitive level is about just as high uh, when it comes to the players individually, you know. But it's not monetized like the NFL is. It's not commercialized. There's not huge sponsorships throwing millions of dollars into teams and organizations um, like companies would with endorsements and licensing and stuff like that for individual players. Um, But knowing what to expect, I know that uh, I had never been to Italy. I had always desired to be in Italy. Um, The team has a little bit bigger fan base too, so I think that'll be cool um, playing just in a different country, you know. Um, after being in Germany for the what nine or ten months that I was there, um, gaining the experiences that I did was super beneficial, you know. So why not go somewhere that um, I haven't been, see if I can gain the same experiences, and who knows, after next season I might be in the same boat of being like, I hope another team reaches out to me, you know. Hopefully I hang it up after this year because <laughs> yeah. I don't know if my body or mental state could handle another season. That's what I was going to ask you next, if, if this was, uh, you're planning on this being your last season or not. I don't know, man. It, it's tough because I didn't really miss football um, until I was in Hawaii. Because in Hawaii, there's not really, like, I was on Big Island. Um, a little bit of backstory about that. I lived out there for, like, uh, 10 or 11 months and was kind of done with football had just got released from a CFL team in Canada. And was like, you know what, I'm done with um, trying to be somebody who is putting himself out there time and time again when no teams really desire to sign me, you know. Um, 
and I was like, I'm done playing ball, I'm gonna work. Um, and then I had been contacted by the coach in Germany, and it felt good to be desired, you know? And, like, I love the sport. I've played for 18 years of my life, um, but my body is taking a beating. Um, luckily, like, the gym that I go to is the type of facility that um, I can do all the type of mobility training I need to to stay healthy for it, you know? Um, but I can't, I honestly couldn't tell you if this will be the last year or not. It, I, I guess it just depends on how it goes in Milan. Yeah. Part of me is ready to be home and kind of build a concrete foundation for my future. Um, but I just keep, not necessarily second-guessing myself, but I keep reverting back to how awesome it is to get to see new experiences and meet new people. Um, so I look forward to that before I go to Milan. And, and if it's the same um, like great experience that I had the year before, then I can't see myself stopping uh, anytime soon. Because yeah. fortunately, I've, I haven't suffered like major injury like a lot of guys have. I know a lot of guys that have to play through um, injury like that, and they feel bound to the sport. What position do you play? Outside linebacker. So I played – last year I played middle linebacker. Um, all through college pretty much I was outside linebacker. I played some safety. And then Mike linebacker my senior year, and uh, I've kind of been moved around to the various linebacker positions, but mostly defense. I was a quarterback in high school, but there's <laughs> nice, nice. a reason I got moved. <laughs> yeah. I bet you're pretty quick, though, as yeah. a linebacker. Yeah, being undersized, man, yeah. You got to be – you either have to be a small, fast linebacker um, or a big, heavy-hitting linebacker. Right, right. So, I mean, yeah, it's like obviously, realistically, you can't play football forever, right? Right, and right. Your youth is forever fleeting. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, if you have the capability now to take advantage of these things, like, I mean, not everybody gets the chance to play in these leagues like this and to travel to, to different countries and all this kind of stuff. So I feel like, yeah, if you have the, the chance to do it, you might as well take advantage of it now. Right. <clears throat> but, you know, obviously with not being able to play football forever, I mean, football could be a part of your life forever. I mean, you could be a coach or yeah. whatever, but... Besides that, I mean, what what are your aspirations? Like, what else are you passionate about? Like, what do you oh, see? Man. Do you have any idea of, like, what you want to do once you actually stop playing? I, um, that's interesting you say, like, the whole coach thing, because I feel like it is a fallback of so many players, um, because they feel like if you played the game for so long, then you owe it to the game to, or you owe it to the youth to teach what you know and um, extend your knowledge of the game to um, an up-and-coming class. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel that way at all. <laughs> I am a student of the game. Like I love to watch film. I love um, breaking down schemes, uh, but I don't watch football at all. <laughs> like When it comes to NFL games, I can't watch it, man. I, I look at it in that um, analytical perspective of like watching film and um, having to do it to study like the way players play and scheme breakdowns and stuff. And when I'm done with football, like I was telling you earlier, I don't want to be bounded to um, only be seen as somebody who is a football player, you know. 
I want to gain as many experiences outside of that as well. Yeah. Um, so if I, when I get done playing, I probably won't have it a part of my life at all. And I say that now, but I can't determine that. Um, when I am done playing, if I'll miss it um, like a crazy amount, you never know. I could revert back to um, like seeking what I know the most, and that's football. But honestly, man, I, I studied business in college. And I would like to go into corporate marketing, um, maybe corporate finance. That's what I wanted to study in um, to get my master's degree in. Was my uh, master's in business administration with emphasis in finance. Um, something that would be a lucrative career, but it's not just money that I'm chasing, you know. Because I know that a lot of jobs like that can be um, not very fulfilling. And like a spiritual aspect, yeah. Because um, if it's the constant like grind, daily grind, you know, you get tired of it eventually. Uh, as far as aspirations go, in, I hope to whatever I'm doing, I hope to positively affect as many people as possible, you know, and um, to be seen as somebody who's um, selfless or not selfish. You know, just as giving as possible. So whatever that might be that I'm doing, man, I hope that I'm put in that position to be able to do that. Do you think you could possibly be limited uh, working in a corporate role, though? Oh, yeah. Do you think you'd be... Oh, yeah, I think so. I think that your mindset can change overnight um, depending on your morals and how you think of life itself, um, what motivates you, your temptations and stuff. I think that that can be changed really quick. Um, and then that would all go into my subconscious, you know, thinking that I'm limited. I'd be like, no, I'm doing the right thing, you know, but it could be a completely different mindset than I think right now. Yeah. You know, and I could be screwing people over in a corporate world and have a lucrative career. And I wouldn't even be thinking about the people that I'm affecting negatively. Oh, for sure. So it would go completely against, it would completely contradict what I just said about Right. Positively, like affecting people, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a, a huge downfall of a lot of people. Like, they might think that they're doing the right thing, but they don't really see how it affects people mm-hmm. um, on a negative status, you know. But that's just my bias opinion, you know. In no, today's yeah. world. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely true. Uh, we definitely have a lot of. Uh, a lot of things, a lot of mental blocks going on. Our perceptions are, um, I would say, tainted. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I mean, like you said, going into a corporate world, if that's how you're going to make money, if that's how you're going to make a living, you have to follow their code. Right. <clears throat> in some way, because if you don't, then, well, they're going to fire you. Right. Um, so once you start doing that, then, yeah, you're, you're starting to change a little bit of how you're perceiving things and the decisions that you're going right. to make. But... Yeah, then again, not every corporation is bad like that. Or mm. Right. I think that, um, and even if it is, you're not going to see it, you know, because as important as, like, the public's opinion is now, <laughs> people people hide so much, um, so many bad things that are in, like, a corporation. Oh, yeah. Um, because they have to, or, or else that's the downfall of that company. Yeah. Right. And if one bad thing happens in a corporation, then and it's directed right at that person, 
that person's usually let go so they're not affiliated with anything negative. Um, the corporation, I mean. That's so true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with social media, obviously, and oh the, my God, with yeah. the media in general, it's, and like you said, people's opinion. We, we definitely have given people a lot of power. Right. A lot of power. Uh, yeah, a lot of people lose their jobs based off of <laughs> one, one instance that we don't even know is true, honestly. Uh, no, that's you're absolutely right. The crazy thing is that it's so different being in a different country. And I really looked forward to recognizing that when I was in Germany. Um, because they have a different culture. They have a different way of thinking. Um, they... And this is all coming from my opinion, you know, I'm not telling you exactly how it is because I think everybody should go and get their own perspective of it. But they have, you know, a different take on politics, religion, um, equal rights, you know. And it was completely eye-opening to see that it wasn't uh, perfectly in line with how the U.S. is and how media kind of constructs constructs this way of like thinking um in the mind of the public or in the eye of the public um i didn't watch a ton of news there right because the majority of the time it wasn't in english <laughs> so it wouldn't really do me any good but when you see um like certain acts uh of individual respect like on the street there people don't say excuse me so like think about how bad that would be here if uh, somebody ran into somebody and didn't it didn't say excuse me it caused a fight but it's super common there because um, everybody's just kind of doing their own thing got their side blinders on you know focused um, and here that's looked at as like oh that's very rude of that person to not be considerate you know um, but it, it was it was definitely like whoa this is a completely different culture how people live here and how people act yeah it's cool though. I mean, you get all sorts of different um, perspectives, and you can really form your opinion on how things should be or how things shouldn't be. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like that though because uh, you know a really common one is people holding the door open for you, and I've mm -hmm. always found that really funny because, and I'm not gonna say I don't hold the door open for people, but that's just because well I don't mind doing it, but let's say you don't hold the door for someone and they're like right about to come in, that person's probably going to look at you in a certain way. Like, right. seriously, like why did you not hold the door before? Right. It's like so rude of you. But just think about it. What if that person wasn't there? You're going to open the door on your own anyways. Yeah. I don't understand. Like we just have these standards and like people are just, yeah, it's just hilarious. Isn't uh, it crazy how we got how to that point? We just get so offended yeah. in America. That's, that's really what it comes down to. We get so offended. We're worried about what other people think. And we're also, uh, I think, very, I would say, selfish. Yeah. In a way, because... I could, yeah. I mean, it's crazy how it got to that point, you know, how... Um, so I, I try to think, like, completely not on a bias, right? Um, but when you break it down um, to, like, the black and white of it, trying to think not on a bias is still thinking on a bias. Yeah. You know, because you're trying to not think on a bias. Um, and if somebody does something, uh, rude to me, then my initial instinct isn't, well, that's terrible to that person. It's more like that person must have something going on in their life that, um, they, 
uh, or masking with like being rude to somebody else, you know? So I'm always, I always try to be considerate of that. And now sometimes I fall completely short of that. (laughs) That'll be super rude to people back. Yeah. But I think it's a constant like battle with myself of trying to remind myself that, you know, there's all these different external factors that are trying to uh, manipulate my mind and like think or make me think a certain way um, when I just need to look myself in the mirror and say like, you know, how should I interpret this? I should never tell somebody that something's right or wrong. If I want to voice my opinion, then be prepared to have backlash from it. You know, and I, I think a lot of, now I try to say I think <laughs> every time I state like an opinion because I want to remind like whoever I'm telling that it's how I think. I don't want to say the problem with, I'd rather say I think the problem with. So I think the problem with um, a lot of the way that majority of citizens in the U.S. think is that they need to be heard. You know, that they're, what they think matters. Um, I would much rather sit quiet and not tell anybody how I think because I know that 50% are going to disagree and 50% might agree. Right? So why even put myself out there to be argued with? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's, I mean, the truth is, is that, uh, it is, like you said, it's just an opinion. It's what you think. Right. There is no absolute truth to yeah. almost anything. I mean, science comes the closest to anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. But our opinions, they don't really <laughs> necessarily mean anything. Right. So it's like, if we get offended by something that's on us. It's up to us if we're going to get offended by something that mm. someone else says. Exactly. Just because their opinions don't align with us. I mean, we have to be better at that because, yeah, it, America, I would say, from what I know, I mean, I haven't traveled other countries, but just what I see on the media, we are the worst about that. We are yeah. so damn offended by everything. And yeah. our opinions are what matters. Our opinions are correct. And, like, we stand by that so firmly. Mm. I mean, obviously, I don't like politics for a reason because it's one of the worst when it comes to that kind of stuff. Right. When you believe in something and in politics, people are just like, oh yeah, they just don't back down. From yeah. <laughs> they, they believe their opinion is what is right. And if you don't agree with them, then screw you. It's, right. But that's crazy because it's just an opinion. And it's not it. I see a lot of, oh man, you're, you're saving yourself a lot of heartache <laughs> and anger by not really even being concerned with politics man and a lot of people think it's like selfish um to not have a say and not be a part of it but dial it back a little bit and that's their opinion right you know? yeah. <laughs> so i don't really, you can yeah. tell me what you want to yeah but i have my own way of thinking because like i said it's a self-battle with myself yeah and then you if you don't take a part in it which i haven't in a long time it's more just like that's a piece of an external factor that I don't really need weighing in on my uh, mindset, you know, because that doesn't help the self battle with myself. You know, it doesn't help me um, get along with other people, you know, and it might 50% of the other people. Yeah. Right. If they agree with you. (laughs) Exactly. But if somebody has a fault, like a different opinion, then it's, then it turns into immediate hatred, man, which is wild because I really enjoy listening to people talk about it um, because they, everybody's so knowledgeable 
you know, and it's a trickle down from what the media presents. Yeah. And I'm not saying the media is right or wrong because like I said, I don't know exactly what's right or wrong. I'm not going to tell you what is right or wrong. Um, because that's my opinion, you know? Uh, but people are so knowledgeable about exactly what's going on because they're told this from a news source that's credible. You know, I use the, I use the word credible loosely because we don't about, know. We yeah, don't think know. about like what could actually be going on. Yeah, we have no idea. <laughs> that's that's another reason yeah, why I'm not yeah. into politics, and that's why I don't get into it because with me and how my mind works is if I don't have proof or if I can't believe in something then I'm not going to mm-hmm. I'm not going to put that in my mind I'm not going to take right. that energy or anything like that and we cannot trust the media right. that's that would I would say that is one thing that's pretty factual is we can't trust the media yeah because how could we right it's media like exactly they are and choosing <laughs> they are choosing what they right. want you to hear or see and yeah I mean it's exactly that's another thing too man is People are only going to see what they want to see. Oh, yeah. You know, sure. and it, whether it's like subconscious, it blocks out what they don't want to see, or if they're literally saying, I'm going to change the channel to this because that's what I want to see. Literally only seeing what you want to see because you know what is presented on that given channel. And when you say like, that's one thing that's uh, accurate is we can't trust the media. It, it's so true because how could so many different forms of media be giving a different story? Right? It's like, well, wait, this said this, and this said that. I can choose to see this and believe this, but why is this one so wrong? Right. It's, our, it's already our own biases yeah. that are choosing to believe in what we want to believe in. Exactly. Ten different articles, one subject. Right. We're going to pick what we want. And it's kind of, and all of them are completely different. So you're like, what the hell? Yeah. So in, in what I think is probably your perspective, it's probably similar to mine. I'm sitting there like, what the hell is going on? Like, who do I believe? Let's just not believe any of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, it's the yeah. safest bet. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either. Right. It's why let yeah. someone, yeah, why take in something that you and don't know And the shitty thing is, like now, me and you would get criticized for it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, a lot of people aren't gonna believe it. <laughs> like, oh, you don't have an opinion. You don't care that much about an opinion. Yeah. I will gladly say, hell no, man. It's yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. It's I've heard it several times for sure already, but. Uh, it's what's uh you also said like you, you if you don't believe in something like you haven't seen it and you don't know it to be true do you truly believe that like seeing is believing uh well when you break that down as much as you can um no you can't really believe in what you see either because you know obviously illusions will prove that fact you can create an illusion and make right. someone see something instead oh but, yeah yeah but either way Again, it comes down to us and what we want to see. Mm-hmm. We can choose to see things. Right. We can create false memories. We can do all sorts of stuff in our minds. So, I mean, not necessarily. And even even with auditory, I mean, sometimes we'll we'll hear something and we'll create a memory from it, but it wasn't even actually what the sound was. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. we could hear a sound, uh, and if someone asks us, you know, a couple of days later, like what we heard, we can create a memory from that, and it could be completely different Mm -hmm. like it could have been a dog barking but actually it was i don't know a car or something you know what i mean like oh yeah yeah absolutely our minds can create all sorts of things because we choose right and there's so many different tools like to manipulate somebody's mind like yeah yeah yeah, like how i said i wanted to go into marketing but there's so many marketing tools that you literally form 
the common consumer to think a certain way so they act on um, a purchasing decision and it specifically caters to a product that you're promoting without even making it obvious. Oh, yeah. You know, there's just yeah. so many different things that um, go into business marketing um, that matter for a company. But what's interesting about marketing is it's not, it's like the only form of business that you can't put a monetary figure behind. Like you can't track foot traffic in a store with a like a, a numerical figure, like money. Um, you can decide how much you spend on like research and development, but you can't track how much money you make because of marketing. You can't track how much money you've improved on like in the past couple of years because of marketing. That's all like finance stuff. Yeah. Um, but marketing is literally what drives a business to succeed. Like if if you walk in a store and it's warmer than colder, you're more inclined to buy something because the natural body temperature, if you feel warmer, yeah. supposedly you have like a better attitude. And if you have a better attitude, you're more inclined to buy something. It's it's like small tweaks like that. Yeah, dude, it's um, crazy. Yeah, yeah. And colors. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Colors. Bright it's colors, colors makes your like um your like aura feel like warm, so it's more intriguing to look at. The whole like four ninety nine vs five dollar thing is yep. one cent cheaper, but yep. like our subconscious tells us that that's a better deal, so it's like yeah, I might as well. That one cracks me up though. Yeah, because, it does because it's, it's been better. there forever. Yeah, but it still yeah. fucking works. <laughs> so take like ninety nine vs ninety seven. It still works. It's crazy. <laughs> and like it's people so make all these like uh, jokes about it, but it's so true. It is so true. And I don't think it'll ever end, man. Oh no, that that one that one's here to stay until. <laughs> But yeah, that's that was something I was gonna bring up too about the media is that they are getting so smart, and the yeah. more that technology develops, the worse it's gonna get with what you're saying. It's basically manipulation right. of mm-hmm. of the consumer. They are manipulating people. Bro, uh, ads are getting insane. They're getting smart. Obviously, yeah. we already know at this point that they're <clears throat> listening to your phones conversations because, yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's common <laughs> sense. You talk about something, you're gonna see an ad, about right. it, and that's crazy. But anybody but, listening to the podcast is a viewership so <laughs> technically the government's your biggest viewer right now <laughs> right I know. what's Shout crazy out. is uh the when you say that like the media is getting super um intricate with details that make people kind of attracted to what they uh see or like they decide that that's what they want to listen to is what we were talking about earlier with the uh so- social media like influencers oh man <laughs> I don't know if you want to get into that yet, but <laughs> uh, is that a topic for a different day? Maybe, maybe. We, we might come back to that. We might come back to that. But just one more thing I want to say about the manipulation of advertisements in the media. Someone said something about, um, you know, we we like to believe that we have free will. Uh, it's something that we definitely take pride. It's, it's, it's a mindset that most people don't. I'm trying to think about how to say this. Free will is a really tricky thing to talk about. Uh, I have a pretty uh, unique way of viewing free will, but if you tell someone they don't have free will, they most likely will get very offended. That's usually what I hear from people. Like, right. If you try to take away some of their free will, I mean, that's that's going to really hit someone because, yeah. well, you're telling them that they're, they're not making their own decisions, all that kind of stuff. But with the advertisements and all this kind of stuff, they are stripping away your free will in a way. Because you're you're gonna end up buying things that you didn't even plan on right. buying. You didn't look into this. You right. didn't go to the store 
looking for something specific. No, you just came across an ad like multiple times a day because people pull up their phones multiple times a day. And then those ads build onto each other. New brands come in because they're using the same system or uh, algorithm to find you. And then they push their ads on you. It's just a, it's a cycle that just keeps going. And that's why the consumerism is just like out of control right now. And that's just one aspect of it. Like that's business trying to use like your, like get you to be a consumer for that business. I feel like that. I feel like, (laughs) <laughs> when you say free will, what's that even defined as? Like, are you claiming that you can walk out the door right now because you have free will if you wanted to? But or is that that's, that's only what, regarding like purchase decisions or like how you go through life? So I would, I would I would say the most common definition of which people believe in free will is what you just said. Like, if I wanted to get up and walk out of here, yeah. I can. I can do whatever I want. I can make whatever decision I want. I can say whatever I want. I I am control of my future basically, yeah. and that's what people want to believe. Because why would they not want to believe yeah. that? It's it's a very weird feeling to think that you might not have free will. Right. Uh, I'm not gonna get into that, but it's just so it's so uh, like I don't know how to explain it. It's so like not manipulated because people don't want to accept the fact that their brain is being manipulated by media and stuff like that. At least I think. Remember the I think thing. <laughs> It's so um, stinted, I guess, by external factors that there's so many things, like you were saying, the ads just compile on top of one another to make you think a certain way. And ultimately, like, you're going to tell yourself, because you want to see it that way, that you're doing this because you have free will, um, not because these things have compiled on top of each other. And like ultimately, that was what was supposed to happen. You right. Know? right. It's crazy to think about, but... Um, I enjoy that thought, you know, I encourage everybody to, that's one thing that I will um, be firm about, like, if, if you say my opinion doesn't matter, that's fine, like, I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you that my opinion matters, because most likely, I won't even have told you my opinion, um, but one thing that I will be firm about, man, is to encourage everybody to accept the fact that they might be wrong sometime, you know, don't think on a bias. Don't always determine that you're right about something. Don't be so strongly opinionated on something because there's going to be people that go against it. So be okay with the fact that you might be wrong sometime. You're going to be a lot better off. You're going to save yourself a lot of heartache, anger, um, a lot of constant discussions with yourself, a lot of times staring in the mirror wondering if you're actually wrong. Um but yeah, that's one thing I would stand firmly behind, man, because um, everybody has different experiences, mm-hmm. you know, but everybody can also be open-minded. Yeah. You know, no matter how close-minded, like, your experiences have created you to be, you can always not have that same stern mindset where you don't want to believe anything to hear, and you can... Open-mindedness is honestly key to a lot of... Um, happiness, I think. Imagine how much life you can miss out on right. if you don't do what right. you just said. Mm-hmm. Like you said, if you stay closed-minded, if you stay within this belief system that you've had your whole life. Right. And that's what I would say a lot of people do, if not most people, because for one, they were raised a certain way. Um, people usually just stick with how they were raised. Um, but yeah, if you just stay inside this little belief system that you have, how much life can you put in this? Oh, yeah. Like the people that you could possibly connect with, all the opportunities that you could have. Um, 
maybe you could reduce your anxiety. All of these things that you could potentially have in life if you just go outside of that circle that you have basically built around yourself or people that have built for you, just break out of that. Bro, absolutely. I see that way too often with people that I know, people that I'm close with. Um, and at the same time, it's like, that's what I think. And even though I said I'd stand firmly behind it, why would I tell somebody that they're wrong for doing that? Because I'm closed-minded about being open-minded. You know? And it's like this never-ending cycle where it turns into eventually me being like, you know what, I'm not even going to tell anybody. If I have this like secret to happiness, then I'm going to keep it to myself. Because I think like if, I, if I'm this person who's preaching um, how to live life, how to do this, how to do that, telling people that they can do it, Bro, I'm just as hypocritical as like the next person who is like a motivational speaker. You know, if I if I really had the key to success and happiness, I'm selfish, man. I'm not I'm not gonna tell anybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want anybody to, you know, s- steal my chance to be successful and be happy. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. That's a that's a tricky one for it's me deep. because that's that's something that I'm honestly trying to follow like i'm doing this podcast right Mm -hmm. and part like the the podcast is called modern enlightenment Mm -hmm. and the point of the podcast is to basically give people new perspectives to hopefully break out of that circle like we're talking about break out of their belief system that they currently have because why not you need to challenge yourself challenge your beliefs it's going to open you up to more life uh, happiness all this kind of stuff so yeah i mean motivational speakers basically the way that we see them now is uh in the social like social media and but then again, it's it's hard to talk about because maybe you and I see these people. Exactly, bro. But a <laughs> That's lot of, what I mean. Like, maybe a lot of these listeners don't even know what we're talking about. Right. Because again, it's the algorithm that social media sets up for us. Yeah. Me and you have yeah, read. Yeah, that's true. We read self-help books, right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. if we read those books and we buy them online, we're going to get targeted by these right. advertisements, which are the that's motivational point, speakers. Bro. So we might think of these motivational speakers in a certain way, but some people don't even know who the hell we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, but that's, uh, that's super interesting that you say that. Just because, like, if if I am... I want to, like, make it clear that if I'm reading, like, a motivational book, it's to gain perspective. Absolutely. You know, it's to form an opinion about that book. It's not to be like, you know what, I can do this, you know? I, I should wake up at 6 every morning, and I should go on these runs. If I want to do that, great, I'm going to do it. But I'm not going to do it because somebody told me that that's the key to success. Yeah. You know, what what kind of sense does that make if I'm being that person whose mind is literally manipulated? Yeah. Like why am I so like think about how weak that sounds that you're looking for some stimulation that can make your mind think a certain way. I'm literally admitting to myself that I'm not in control of my own thinking. You know, think like Think about how weak that sounds, you know. Um, but that's super accurate that you say that because we're targeted that, um, like, those products that, like, the self-help books and stuff based on our purchase history, and that's like the um, collaborative world that we live in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. your phone connects to your laptop, your laptop connects to your iPad, your iPad connects to your AirPods. Yeah, you know, and it's and and with with my personality and how I am, uh, it's definitely something that I battle and try to like push passes. For example, with this podcast, 
uh, it took me a while. It took me a while to actually start it, um, or to get to the point to actually start it because I do see all of these motivational speakers. I do see all of these people doing what I want to do. Uh-huh. But again, that's because I'm targeted or I see these people on social media. So I'm like, damn, man, look how saturated this is. Look, look at all these people already doing it. Is there really a reason for me to do it? But see, yeah. that's stupid, though. That's a, that's a mental block, and I have to get past that because guess what? I'm going to say things that these other people haven't, or I'm going to reach people mm. that these people haven't. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you can't, you can't. It's basically just limiting myself for no reason because, yeah. because I'm afraid that these people are already out there doing what I want to do, but that's not true. Uh, I might... Yeah, we gotta understand that we're all unique and Yeah, man, and you're doing it for yourself. Yeah, am I like, oh yeah, yeah. This is yeah. what I wanna do, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Right. And what I like before we started, what I was talking about, how this is like so cool because it's something that you are doing, right? Like you're the only person doing Joseph Grisafi's Modern Enlightenment podcast, right? You can you don't have to cater to a specific uh audience you don't have to tap into people's iphones and yeah, <laughs> present, yeah, right. present like products to them yeah. and stuff like instagram and stuff does to you <laughs> right but like it creating this you can go on and gain all these experiences because you have all these people to talk to and it's just like reading a book man you get to form your own opinion about everything that you hear everything that you read everything that you listen to yeah that's why this is such a good idea to do this bro thanks man yeah Thank absolutely you. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm going to circle back to a thought I had the other day, uh, and we basically actually started talking about it already, which is great. I knew this was going to happen. Um, it's, it's about like mental blocks, Ooh. mental blocks that we have, but the thought that I was having the other day was, you, got, you hear this cliche statement all the time, live your life to the fullest. Uh-huh. You got one life, live it to the fullest, right? Like. You know, you know what I mean? Like, live life to the fullest. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what else to say. Like, that's literally what people say all the yeah, time, yeah. right? But, and, okay. So, I was talking to my girlfriend about this, too. I was like, do you live life to the fullest? And she says yes. Um, if you go and ask, I would say if you ask most people, do they live life to the fullest, they're probably like, yeah. going to say yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, why wouldn't yeah. they? Well, yeah. Right. Why would they want to be wrong right, or right, accept right. the fact that they're wrong? But, here's my thought. Are they truly living life to the fullest, though? Uh... I would say probably no, because um, just speaking from my own experience, what I know um, myself and how I live life or how I view other people living their life. Yeah. What I'm trying to get to is if you have mental blocks, I would say like social anxiety or fear of something, um, any, any, anything like that is going to stop you from living life in some sort of way. So... Like I said, like breaking out of your belief circle or like basically just your belief system that has been formed for you, which is the truth. And people need to start admitting that more mm. that what we believe in was taught to us for the most part. Yeah. And that's something that I've been working on for especially the past year is trying to think as deep as possible. Try to recognize all of these things, my belief system, my opinions, my thoughts, all this kind of stuff. And try to figure out where I got them from. Right. Whether I created it myself or it was from something that was taught to me or something that I saw in the media. Either way, trying to figure out where I got all these belief systems from and then try to recreate my own. Mm-hmm. Trying to basically form my own belief system, reading different books, uh, looking into Buddhism, you know, just looking for new perspectives, like I said, or like you said earlier. Yeah. Because that's what, I mean, that's what life is about. That's what your mind is about, is perspectives. But 
how could you possibly live life to the fullest? I mean, to the absolute fullest. I mean, doing what drives you, like mm-hmm. fulfilling your aspirations, doing what you're passionate about, being happy. I mean, we should be happy the majority of our lives. Right. Why can't we be happy? It's the culture that we live in, the society that we live in. America has got to be one of the hardest to live in when it comes to like like the, the mental side of it, right. right? Yes, there are, you know, underdeveloped countries that yeah, are yeah. very hard to live in, I can imagine, you know, uh, you know, the, the governments are corrupt or gain violence, all this kind of stuff going on in those countries. Yeah. But America, we are so trapped within our own minds is the issue mm-hmm. with anxiety or fear or depression, all of these things. They don't have to exist. They're not natural. They're just placed upon us because of our culture and society. So what I'm trying to say is all of these things that we so commonly have in America, you know, Americans, Yeah. yeah. if we can break away, if we can solve some of those issues, then we can actually start living the life that we want individual, mm. like as a person, like this podcast, for example, I broke the fear. I broke away from the fear of starting the podcast and then I started and here yeah. we are recording the f- first episode together. Um, that is an example. If I never broke past that fear barrier, I wouldn't be recording a podcast. Therefore, I would be missing out on that part of my life. Right. Yeah. So people want to live life to the fullest. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and just say it. Uh, Jet's nicknamed the ghost because (laughs) he does not have social media. Finally going to get to this. 47 minutes in. I've been wanting to say it for a long time. 47 minutes. Yeah. 47 minutes in. (laughs) <laughs> and I finally am saying it. This man has no social media whatsoever. And he has oh, it for how long? How long has it been? I deleted it. It's co- it's comical. That I know the exact date. I deleted all of it for good. It was the day after my 20th birthday. And I'm 25 now. So it's been about five and a half years. The day after your 20th. Yeah. This man wasn't even yeah. 21 yet. And he already deleted <laughs> social media. Oh, I'm weak. That's comical. That's what this came down to. Because it's, it's funny. Um... For people who don't, uh, who like aren't aware, when we had this conversation in the stairwell, <laughs> you were like, "What?" <laughs> I was yeah. Like, yeah, man, yeah. I got LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, you were you but, were the, you were the first person. <laughs> currently, the only person that I know. It's actually comical. The my coach in Milan has reached out to me multiple times, saying, "Please create a Facebook account. You can make it private. I understand you don't want to, but I have to share defensive installs with you." <laughs> And, it, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm trying to like, I keep forgetting about it and I don't want to piss him off, but I'm like, dude, there's something so purifying about not having yeah. like that distraction. Bro, what I even do with my phone, that thing is a distraction enough. Yeah. Oh man. And it's truly a distraction from yeah. reality, bro. It's like, oh, every, it's a different world in there. Man, I just hope, I just hope people are still listening because this, this is what I was <laughs> most excited about. <laughs> It's oh, comical I, that it's like, why should we start over and start with why you should delete your social media? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, so yeah, he deleted it a day after his birthday on the 20th birthday, uh, which is which is honestly crazy to me because when I was 20, 21, I mean, that's when social media was really starting. And I mean, uh, absolutely just, I mean, it was, everybody was obsessed with it. I yeah. mean, they still are, obviously. It's, it's still growing and people are still becoming even more addicted to it, but it was something that was just couldn't even wrap my head around it and the fact that you deleted it back then is just insane because fuck, i don't even know you tell me why you tell me why 
you got the decision to delete it because <laughs> I mean that's such discipline for one thing. Yeah, it's a huge yeah, it's a huge move. So I just oh. I just gotta know like what it was. When I talk about a self battle with myself, like I can't really explain it. It's not like it's a dark thing, you know. Um, it's just me telling myself something, and then contradicting um, the truth, you know, what I know in my own head. And the thing that's sickening about it is, because people are always like, like, how'd you do that? You know, I'm not looking for people to be like, oh, that's impressive, you know what I'm saying? Um, what's sickening about it is the reason that I deleted it after my 20th birthday is because I wanted to see how many people told me happy birthday through social media. And it's like, I'm, that's hypocritical in itself. Me, like, seeking birthday wishes yeah, I guess I'll wait till after my birthday to delete it. Like, going back to that now, being five years old or five and a half years older, I should have just deleted it when I had the thought. You know, instead of being like, my birthday's right around the corner, I'll just get all the happy birthday wishes and then just be like, screw this. <laughs> and so it's, like, it, so it's literally why I deleted it. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody that they would benefit as much as I did from deleting it. Because I'm... I'm never going to determine that I'm right about something or I'm wrong about something or like what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. I just know that I used it for completely the wrong reasons, bro. Like I, I was single, 20 years old, playing college football. Um, I cut everybody's hair that went to the university damn near. And so I was like this well-known person and I would like, I would never, I always try to think of myself being humble but that's hypocritical to think that I'm humble, you know? Because the most humble people will never tell you that they're humble, you know? And when I, I just had such purity not, like, like not having it, that I was like, wow, this is, it, it feels like I broke free from something. Um, the constant, like, want to of posting a picture and, like, needing these likes for clarification that people still, like, cared about what I was doing. Um... I just keep thinking about the nickname Ghost. You like that? You like that? <laughs> it's literally just ghosting everybody that was <laughs> on my social media. It's, it's hilarious because I had a lot of people reach out and say, bro, <laughs> where, did, where did your accounts go? Are you alive? Yeah. And oh, the I first bet. time I, I went, imagine. Well, it was in November because my birthday um, was in November and the day after. And then I went home at late November for like Thanksgiving break. And... I went to a bar in Wichita where I'm from and a kid runs into me and he's like, bro, I thought you died. Yeah. And I was, I was like, nah, man, if I remember correctly, you have my number. So if you like need to hear from me, bro, you can reach out to me. So funny. Yeah. I'm not upset that you haven't. <laughs> Believe me, man. Like I, I would never get upset with somebody that um, hadn't like talked to me in a while because they got their own shit going on. You know, they might have their own self-battle that they're going through. I would never get upset with somebody for having social media. And that's a self-battle that I had with myself for a long time after, um, was being super judgmental about people that still had it. You know, because I would say, like, that person's using it for the wrong thing, and this person's using it to get attention. When I look at um, my situation with it, then I'm like, damn, that derives from me literally using it from the wrong, like, for the wrong thing. Like, I would post pictures, and they weren't, like, pictures that deserved attention, you know? It'd be pictures with my family, like, after games, and 
I would still constantly get on there and be like, did this same person like my picture? I, I sure as hell hope they did. And then I'd think about it in my own head, bro, and be like, dude, what am I doing? Like, literally, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, trying to, like, pertain this false reality. Because that's what it is, bro. It's, it's, a, it's another reality that people create what they want others to see, um, how they want to be interpreted, how they want to be perceived. And it's not what the world is. You want to see what social media is in real life. Or Instagram in real life, go to Lifetime Fitness at 6 p.m. <laughs> and you have walking around influencers, personalities. Uh, Shit, man. You probably got people that took yeah. pictures and posted them like in like an outfit and say, like, this is me, this is I, I work out. But like even saying that, man, that's hypocritical of me to say because I could give a shit less what people do with their yeah. social media. I know, but still, um, it's, it's, it's funny yeah, to yeah. talk about. It's, it's the truth, though. I mean, <laughs> it really is, and I love talking about it. Because, I don't know, I, I, when I deleted mine, man, I thought I was going to be, like, at a loss, like, constantly picking up my phone, hoping to see something. I would leave my phone at home, like, when we would go on away games, and there was just something so, like, self-satisfying in that, and just being like, oh, I've broken free from this device that literally has my undivided attention when my economics teacher is telling me how to save money for the future, and I'm looking at my fucking Twitter feed, and I'm like, dude, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, and yeah. my grades were slipping. I was doing shitty in football. Um, personal relationships with my family and stuff. And ironically enough, a phone's how you communicate with people. Right. But not Instagram. You don't have to like somebody's picture for them to know that you care about them. Yeah. You know, call them sometime. Um, and people say this all the time, bro. Social media makes people antisocial. When I deleted social media, I found myself so much more um, sociable and like outgoing. And I don't consider myself like a super outgoing person at all because I don't want to think that people want to know me, right? Uh, like we were talking about the um, your number, the high self-esteem thing. If I had high self-esteem, I'd be putting myself out there like, hey man, this is me, get to know me, I'm a great person. Screw that. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to set you up for failure. And that's another thing that it makes me think about. Like social media to me makes it like I create this portrayal of a person, right? You have my Instagram feed, you have my Twitter feed, um, I'm smiling in all these pictures, and then you have your formed opinion of me. And then you meet me, and it's super underwhelming. And I'm like, well, damn, my bad. Like, that's your perception of me. And whoever it is, they're like, wow, I definitely overestimated you based on your profile. So I would never want to do that. That's like me talking myself up, and then I fall short of what I was talking myself up about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's literally, <laughs> I hate disappointing people. And that is a, is a weird thing though. That oh is, yeah. It's very weird. Bro, there's so many people that you see on Instagram and Twitter and, um, uh, like, I don't even know like if there's like a new big one out right now, but, um, I fell back like on technology. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible at technology, but you see all these people and then you meet them in real life and you're like, this person kind of sucks <laughs> because Literally, like you have your own idea of the person, yeah. and then they're not at all what you expected to see. Yeah. And it's like, well, shit, man, that was my opinion of you. <laughs> this is really underwhelming to be beating you right now, you know? Right. 
Yeah. Like, I would never want to do that, bro. And that's yeah. just me. Like, I would never... Which sounds terrible to say, fault. but, I mean... Bro, it's it is, so a, it is the truth, though, because a you lot of... You only put good shit on there. Yeah. You know, you only yeah. put your happy shit on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's so true. But, I mean... <laughs> ah, fucking A. Yeah. Um, I challenge people to do it. I don't think that... I think that everybody thinks they do it for the right reason. Like, use it. Like, for their business and stuff. And some people do, man. But that's up to you to determine. You know? I, I think that everybody could get clarity from not having it. Because I'm so much more conscious about stuff that, in my mind, I think what I think matters in life. Like, I see so many more things that I wouldn't notice because I would notice that I didn't notice them when I had social media. You know, things that actually mattered. Personal relationships, um, everyday life situations that I can make have a better outcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man. And, and now people will delete their social media and be like, I don't even have social media because I don't like, I don't need it. I was <laughs> like, okay, so you're deleting it for attention then? And like, that's a self battle too, man. Like, that's fine that you don't have social media. I don't really care. I'm not gonna say, oh, I don't have social media either. <laughs> you know, you, you don't have to know that I don't have social media, right? But that is a huge consumption of people's time, energy, Positive energy, negative energy, and it, it, I created a false reality, and it, it might have been super underwhelming when I met people because of what they saw on my social media profiles. How, I mean, how hard is it to, I, I mean, you're, you're creating a different, I mean, you're really just creating like a different ego or a, a, yeah. a, some different side of you, and how... <laughs> I feel like that's so just unnatural for us to try to have these two sides of us that yeah. we're, we're on a daily basis trying to control. Like we got my our real life that we go about, you know, we go to work and we interact with people and then we have our social media life that we are, yeah, we're just putting like so much time and energy to try to like maintain this, yeah, this this person, Perception this, this person. person, yeah, I mean, we're like creating a new person on social media mm-hmm. basically. And not everybody does that. I'm not going to say everybody does that. Right. Some people are on there not even posting at all. Some right. people just on there following people. Mm-hmm. Or some people uh, <clears throat> are on there for cars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. not everybody's doing this. I'm just saying, kind of like based off what you said. Like, yeah, like that's how, what I did. And, and that's how, where I and know how you're running it. Yeah, yeah, which is very common, of course. And social media for me is very weird. It's been really hard for me to try to get a grasp on and what to do with it. I go so back and forth on like, Actually, don't have anything right now but Facebook Damn. Uh, because of Good for, you. for personal training. I have to have a Facebook for um, some people that I have going on in a challenge and everything. But that was only two days ago that I deleted Instagram. And Damn. I mean, shit. But, I mean, I'm going to go back to it, right? Because, yeah. for one, for the podcast, I have to advertise it, uh-huh. all this kind of stuff. So that's what is really hard for me because I honestly don't want social media. But I feel like I have to have it. Yeah. And that is the truth. I mm. mean, with how businesses are, if with, you want to make a name for yourself, if you want people to hear what you have to say, all that kind of stuff, social media is the outlet. Hell there yeah. is no other outlet hell now. Yeah. So it's like, I have to use it. So it, uh, it's, it's a constant battle for me. So I'm trying to find the healthy medium balance for me. Like yeah. unfollowing people, making sure that they're not on my feed, unfollowing people on Facebook, all this kind of stuff. So I don't see what I don't want to see. Right. But even, you know... Like I was telling my girlfriend the other day, Instagram is made 
to be unavoidable. Like, yeah, like, it literally you, is. You bro. haven't been on it for a while, so I mean, I'll explain it. I don't know if you've seen it, but Instagram, for example, they have the stories now, and then they have your main feed. See, that's insane, the stories. And See, it's like live updates of what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Con- constant. <laughs> bro, but, I don't want people to know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, But then the explore page. So, <laughs> so if I wanted to go search for... For like let's say a music artist because uh-huh. I'm really into music, so let's say I go I want to go find this new music artist on Instagram. I can't just go to a search page and search for them without seeing anything because the search bar is on the explore page now. Uh-huh. So damn. So I'm going to see nine pictures of random people's feeds on this explore page whether that I, like I whether I like it or not, it, and it could be some girl showing off her ass, which I personally don't want to see because I don't like seeing that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a... But it's, it's what's not, popular on... Yeah, it's not healthy for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, or I'll see some guy, I don't know, with a Lamborghini, which I don't... You know what I mean? It's just all this random doing, stuff that doing isn't push really... push burpees on it. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, right? I'm talking about how he made his first two million in six months after exactly. switching to this mindset. Yeah. <laughs> but it, that all comes back to like what we were saying. It's manipulation. It's... It's a, it's a free will. I'm literally stripped away from that. I oh, can't yeah, yeah. go to a search bar without seeing this shit. And it sucks. So yeah, the other night I was just so frustrated with this stuff that I just deleted Instagram. I was like, I'm tired of seeing this stuff. Even though I have unfollowed most people, all this kind of stuff, there's still things that are going to pop up that I don't want to uh-huh. see. But anyways. Uh, Bro, it's, it's I, crazy because you could talk about so many different things that it's like manipulative for. It's so comforting to leave your phone somewhere. Like, obviously not like lose it but but leave it at home when you go do something bro it's like it's at first though i guarantee you it's not going to be comforting because people are going to have anxiety without having their phone yeah yeah but you have to push past Uh, that point like i mean honestly i bet it happens as quick as 48 hours if you leave your phone for 48 hours you're probably going to start feeling all of these positive effects that you're talking about but at first you're going to go eat a meal and you're going to try to pull out your phone and look at instagram while you're eating that's what people uh, usually do. So without their phone, they're gonna be like, "Shit, what do I do now?" Right. Eat your meal. Exactly. Focus on your food. Taste <laughs> it. Like focus on somebody that you might not have met that like makes eye contact with you, if you were like looking at your phone. You know, yeah, think about so how true. important that experience with that person is. So true. So true. Um, that you like, you might not have known if you were distracted by something else, some external factor in that in that. Um, instant and that's what I fear man is not getting to know certain people or have these experiences because I'm so wrapped up in um, what is most what is driving the world the most today which is like social media and like a status um, you know but I feel like it sucks because there's times that I feel like I've fallen short because of social media like and or lack thereof right because I don't have it um, like I played in the spring league, which is like a football league. It was a startup league, um, in 2018 and it was in Austin, Texas and there's media crews and stuff going around cause there were some big time names there that were playing like, um, Zach Mettenberger used to play for the Titans. He used to be a quarterback for the Titans. Johnny Manziel was there. Um, so like media crews are like swarming around like the spring league and they take all these videos of people and they have all these like promos on like, uh. Uh, uh, protein bars and like these drinks and stuff and they're like how do you like these uh, protein bars give us your social media tags and we'll tag you and we'll post it on the Spring League's Twitter 
and my buddies are like, go to the And I'm like, listen, man, I don't have it. I'm sorry. Like, do I, should I apologize for that? Is it uh-huh. that uncommon to right. like not yeah. have it? You definitely should not apologize. And, and, but that like trails on to like coaches having social media and following somebody and like getting in contact with somebody like that. And the way that I like not even cope with it, cause I don't really care after a five second thought of like, damn, should I have it? Hell no. Yeah. You know? Right. And then I, I think about it and I'm like, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. You know, if I'm meant to play for a team, um, then somebody's going to find me and then they're going to bring me into that organization. I don't have to have social media to be on special teams or on the field. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like getting noticed maybe, but if it's meant to be, it'll happen. Um, yeah. but it's so, it's, I always catch myself being like, you will be so happy if you delete yourself or delete your social media because you might not be, you know, I know I am. And when you say like, you have to get it back for your business, that's what I mean by like, you have to figure it out yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I think everybody deals with it like personal battles and they're too focused on what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Um, yes. And I'll figure it out. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I will say once I get sex, successful enough, I'll have people run my page for me. Yeah. Now, obviously, I'm going to tell them what to say, so it's <laughs> it's still me, right? Yeah, yeah. But I don't have to get on it anymore. Right. I don't have to see it. Yeah. So that's 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 the future for me. That's what I want. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't want to be on it. Um, but, dude. Okay. So, yeah. Coming back to like, you know, it's our opinion and what we perceive social media as. So. I really am opinionated about uh-huh. it. I'm opinionated about a lot of things, yeah, but it's, it's, it's things that I, cause it's coming from a place of love and I want people to have better experiences in life. I want them to right. be happier. Right? I want them to see more, like you said, connecting with people and uh-huh. that kind of stuff. So I will come off strong about social media, mm-hmm. but I'm not trying to tell people what's right or wrong. I'm just trying to get them to see the truth in social media and possibly what they can experience without it. Right. So kind of like what you said earlier, uh, about just like basically not seeing like I don't know I'm just gonna say what I'm trying to say you're muting your senses and you're weakening your senses I'm talking about all senses when you're on social media because for one uh, there's multiple studies you know proving the fact that we can't truly multitask right like our brain is focused on what we're doing at the moment now yeah I mean we could take in certain things but we're not able to like really take in other things at the same time so anyways if we're out in public and we're on our phones and we're just fully invested in this picture that we're looking at or video, right. every sense is muted except for the ones that we're using for that. So we're not gonna hear the birds chirping. Right. We're not gonna see Oh bro. Uh, we're not gonna see this person walk in front of us that we probably could have had a connection with or all all everything, man. Everything. Yeah. Our senses are being muted and weakened. And our senses are everything as a human being. Yeah. Like it's our auditory, <laughs> our sense of smell, our our sight, what we bring in, all these memories that we can create, but we're on our phones for so many hours throughout the day. And it's like people that are single, for example, are using social media or dating apps for a majority to try to find someone now. Yeah. And I'll admit I've used it to try to find someone, uh, you know, to connect with and possibly take them out on a date or whatever, whatever. But it's, it's such a weird thing to do, honestly, especially from my past, you know, past experiences and the, you know, my current girlfriend now, we actually met. <laughs> Ironically enough. We met it on there, but. Uh, <laughs> Bro, like good things can happen from it, it. It can, but I mean, the chances of it actually being successful, I would say are a lot lower than meeting someone in I person. See. Yeah. Because like you said, 
we create this opinion on someone based off of what they post and they're choosing what they want to post, right? Yeah. Whether oh, it's yeah. on a, a dating app or it's on their social media, we're going to formulate their personality in our minds and then we meet up with them and then we're mm-hmm. let down or whatever, yeah. whatever happens. It doesn't matter. Literally bro. And that's like the, this is actually very underwhelming or, you know, or like this is close to what I expected. So screw yeah. it. I guess I'll just go with it for now. And I mean, whether people want to admit it or not, you know, whether you're like introverted or anything, yeah, yeah. as a human being, we all want human connection, right? We all want to connect with someone. We all want relationships, whether it's a lot or it's very few, whether you want a tight circle or a big circle, it doesn't matter. But real human connection is real human connection. Exactly. There is no real human connection on the internet or social media. Right. Okay. It's just antisocial. It's not the same. So as long as we are in public on our phones, we are eliminating that possibility or at least for the majority. I mean, yes, social media does have its positives. You can meet people on there and then you can meet them in real life and you can go from there. But I'm just saying there's something pure and real, obviously, about meeting someone in person and having like an actual in that first experience like in that in that in that time frame not meeting them first on social media but that's a, like me and you like me and you we met in the gym right we didn't know each other uh we could have had uh judgments or stereotypes that we could have made on each other and <laughs> based maybe, on social media oh you know, who knows it doesn't matter just in person like, yeah, yeah but it doesn't matter we had a conversation it went somewhere and now we here we are making a podcast uh-huh. but it's, and it's not like, okay, I could have been on my phone and I couldn't have seen you. That's not really the truth. It's about what you said. The more we're on social media, typically the less sociable we are. Yeah. Because it's really hard to talk to people. Oh, yeah. It's really hard for people to talk to people in real life mm. when they've been on social media every single day, not communicating. Like, we, we lose that, uh, 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 what is it, skill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're basically losing the skill like of communicating with people. Important sociable skill. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. It's the what that bring that makes me think of two things. Um, specifically, just like you literally lack um, social skills. <laughs> the more you're on there, because that's how you start a conversation with somebody. Like you were saying, you met somebody on there. That's how you start the conversation. You don't have to worry about like being right in front of that person saying something. Um, have you ever seen the video of the dude, he's like standing on a riverbank and he's talking about the, all the time that we spend looking at our phones and it's actually, it, it's like a poem. It's like slam poetry. Uh, it's hilarious at first, but then the realism of like the video yeah. is like, oh shit, like maybe I should put this thing down. And like, we lack the attention span of a goldfish or he says something like that. And it's like, oh, uh, wait, what the hell? Like, is that actually true? How much are our minds manipulated. So that makes me think of, uh, so in college, I remember sitting in like a accounting class <clears throat> and this is before I didn't have any social media. And I, I think it was like my uh, second semester, my freshman year. And I make eye contact with this girl outside of the classroom and she like smiles at me, which is like, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of uncomfortable, you know? And she walks into the class, and I'm like, hey. And she's like, hey, what's your name? And I'm like, whoa, what the f- what just happened? Like, this isn't like a encounter on social media. She didn't, like, find out who I was first and didn't have any desire to, like, hook up with me, whatever. Was literally just a super friendly person who was used to that social skill of approaching somebody that 
looked like a nice person. I'm not saying I look like a nice person, but just was like, well, yeah, I think I'll go talk to this person, see if they're friendly, make a friend. Yeah. She's like, hey, what's your name? And I was just so taken back, bro, because I would see her like after that and we became good friends and super nice person, super genuine. And it's the authenticity of a genuine human encounter, um, which is what people miss out on when you say, uh, like you drop an emoji, slide into the DMs, yeah, you know, and then, and then that's the first um, introduction of yourself. Like you never get to have a first encounter again, right? You might have a first human encounter, but you've already slid in the DMs. You've already found out some way to like meet up with them or what have you. Um, but one thing that you were talking about where you lose like your senses, it's super important because I had never noticed this until about three years after not having um, social media. I grew like a infatuation for plants <laughs> and the texture of plants. As random as that sounds, bro, like... Um, we moved to Plano, Texas, which is right outside of uh, Dallas, and this was after being in South Dakota. And there's not like cool plants in South Dakota, but <laughs> maybe that's why my infatuation of plants grew. <laughs> no, but because you miss out on stuff like that, you, like you said, you don't hear the birds chirping, mm-hmm. um, you don't feel like the actual warmth of the sunlight shining through the car window because you're on your phone texting, waiting right. for the light to go green. Yeah. Um, don't even get me started on people who text and drive. (laughs) But no, when we moved to Texas, I would come across like these really thick leaves that the texture was almost like a marble texture. And it's like, damn, like, like then you start reading up on stuff. It's like, oh, it's because it protects it from the Texas heat. And then we moved to Hawaii and I was like, oh oh my God, these plants. I was like, bro, what? I can't imagine. (laughs) I can't imagine. Those plants are... It, there's so much variety of plantation out there, like the so lava jealous. rock bushes and stuff. So jealous. Just super like firm, and they grow out of like ground that lava rock had run over. And <laughs> yeah, and, and right? they, like palm trees, all the sorts of like palm trees and bushes, um, tea leaves, like the, these huge, huge um, leaves that you'd see like in the. <laughs> ancient times with like that would fan like yeah, the kings and yeah, stuff the big ones. like the roman times yeah. and bro those are like real and then i just found like an appreciation for nature yeah. itself yeah. and a lot of people just look completely past that because like they might take a cool picture of it and it's like oh snap it and then and then leave and, and yeah, yeah and it's like look how pretty this plant is but you don't actually think about oh my god like why yeah. is this thing the way that it is why does it feel the way it is why is the pigmentation of the color the way that it is right um, yeah, absolutely. So that's just ironic that you say that because it made me think of that specifically when you're like, you lose your senses. Yeah. And it literally, I think that it's because I wasn't so focused on something else that I was able to um, relocate that sense um, or like a new sense for um, a love of plants or an infatuation of like the texture of plants. And like, it's just insane. Like, even this. <laughs> this is so dope to me. It's it's just so it's simple. Like formed, yeah. Amazing, yeah. Just well, the way that it's formed. A little bamboo plant. Yeah, but. bro. Art too, man. Art is unbelievable now. And I would have never thought so. Maybe it's just me growing as a person. Um, but I honestly am confident that I never would have thought that had had I still used social media. I mean, I think about it like this. Uh 
So, like you said, you see a plant, and people that you know post a lot on social media, they'll they'll post a picture of the plant and post it on there. Yeah. And and then they'll walk away from it, like you said. But as humans, we are monkey see, monkey do, right? Yeah. yeah. So that becomes like a trend or something. Like I have a lot of plants in my apartment, but it's solely because I am absolutely obsessed with them. I love yeah. them. Um, it's not because of this kind of new millennial trend that's going around right now. There's a lot of millennials that are buying plants. Yeah. And that, that's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> like, let me show that I'm this earthly person. Yeah. Yeah. That... And, and I'm not hating on anybody. Right. I, right. I just, just want to say there are true plant lovers out there, but there's also yeah. just this, it's a, it's a fad and we pick up on these fads uh-huh. so quickly because of social media. And it's like, just sit down for a second and ask yourself like, yeah, like you said, look into the plant, right. how it became a fucking right. plant. Like, it's, right why do you uh, post a picture of it if you're really that um drawn to it you know why do you want people to know that you even bought this plant like that's my whole thought like if you're really drawn to it who cares if anybody like knows that you yeah. like the way that like it's textured and like how fast it grows compared to a different type of plant that's from like a different like species of yeah. seed or whatever so here's you know? here's the thing though because that's that's me, and I'll do that. Yeah, I but mean, but you're doing it for you, like. But the reason I'm doing it is because, I w- the reason why I would take a picture of my plant and put it on social media is for the same reason, or I would. Okay, so if you were if you're here in my apartment right now, mm-hmm. it's for the same reason of why I would share my plant with you in person. If that makes sense, like yeah. I'm, I'm going to talk to you about these plants. Yeah. But if I'm here alone. And I have this opportunity to post something on social media. I'm going to because I just want people to see the beauty that I see. Mm-hmm. Because as yeah, yeah. you know, my personality—that's how I am. I want to share the beauty, uh, and it's it's usually in the moment. I'm really feeling something, right. so then I might post it just for the fact that I want to share that love or that experience. Absolutely. Not to try to get attention or anything like that. But man, I'll, I'll admit it. I've literally teared up sometimes, just. Looking at my looking plants. at a plant, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, you can. I'll, I'll go and I'll feel its leaf, or maybe a leaf died, and I'll have to pull it off, and I'll just like look it's at tough. it, and then just start questioning everything in life because right? it's so fascinating. Like, like you said, there's millions of fucking species of yeah, plants, yeah. and it's or billions. I don't even know. It's crazy, and they all are so unique. And you with, can morph them together. Like you can create new types of like half bamboo, half <laughs> philodendron leaf, and it's like. It's it's unbelievable. I I completely understand what you're saying. Like, I just think of it as my perspective of when I had social media, I would post for that, you know, and I could be real with myself and say like, I want people to know that I play football. Um, I want people to see that I'm like a family dude, you know. But then it was like, what the hell? I don't need anybody to know that. Yeah. You know, like I'm not being real with myself in that sense. So I like it's it's all about it's you vs you, man. Like if if you can tell yourself that, that's great. You know, I couldn't. That's the main thing. I literally couldn't tell myself that. I would try to um, find ways to be like, I'm doing this for the right reason, you know. But when it came down to it, it was like. Fuck no. Yeah. You just get rid of it and see how it happens. Oh, sure. Because I didn't get rid of it knowing, like, I'm going to go through this strong, like, I'm not going to even think twice about this. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, click, click, deactivate. No. Remove account. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Not, like, take it off of Instagram for a little bit. It was like, 
remove account, wipe everything. I was looking up like research videos of how to make sure that it was gone. Yeah. Instead of like just because now it's hard to like you. They suggest that you deactivate before you like get rid of it or whatever. They don't and want you to. Exactly. Yeah. And if you if you delete it. Like, for good, it's still active for, like, two weeks after in case you change your mind. Oh, yeah. So, it's like, bro, let me get off of this yeah. toxic thing. They're trying to plant that, that seed in yeah, your head. Yeah, bro. Because like, when you start doubting yourself, it's like, well, you miss I, it. I, I have two weeks, honestly. <laughs> Just delete mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. If I change my mind after 10 days, I can always get it back. Right. But it's Dude, that's seriously something that I could talk to. I could talk about for hours. And I would never feel judgmental about somebody that... Um, uses it because as long as they're saying like, no, I use it for this reason. I can't tell them that they're wrong. You know what? Who am I to tell them that they're yeah. actually using it, seeking attention? And even though I come off that way, because I know I do. Like I'm always prepared to be wrong, right? And that's so I don't have to argue with anybody. If if you tell me I'm wrong, then okay, man. Sorry, <laughs> right, like right. sorry for being yeah. wrong. Sorry for being a human being, and. I come off that way and sounding like super judgmental about people that use it. Like, let me post a picture of these plants. And it's like, that's me interpreting how I would do it. You right. Know, that's my own fault. Yeah. Like, that's my battle versus myself, UBSU, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. We, we project our own, yeah, like our own faults onto other people typically. Oh, or yeah. how, yeah, like you said, how I would do something. That's how I'm going to think. This person's going to do it. Have you uh, noticed a big difference since you're... You deleted your Yeah, I mean, and like I said, it's only been like a day and a half now, but uh, yeah, for sure. Like I was, I was texting my girlfriend yesterday, just telling her like the differences already of, I didn't start my day off by looking at social media. (laughs) Okay. That's a huge, huge benefit. Uh, I ate a meal without looking at it. Like I said, I mean, it's a very common thing to do. Like it's so easy to just to pull (laughs) up and just kind of look. And well, what's convenient now is you can leave your phone in the room and have it on your wrist at the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, it's adaptation and technology. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, man. I love this watch. Um, but it's my phone is on my wrist. So I can tell myself, I'm going to leave my phone in the other room. I can still answer calls and fucking FaceTimes on this thing, man. Yeah. And I can respond to text messages. I can check the weather. Why not leave this in there too? Yeah. Why not throw it off the balcony and see yeah. how I cope throughout the day of being a normal human being that's not yeah. bound to technology and limited to a certain way of thinking because I rely so heavily on something. Yeah. You know, and like I said, man, I can all I can do is go through um, life open minded and thinking that I'm going to be wrong at some point. Yeah. And it's, and it's, uh, it's all a fucking, everything is a process. Yeah. Everything yeah. is a process. And therefore I've definitely been hypocritical. I'd be ignorant if I didn't say that. Yeah. I've definitely used social media and in, in the, in the ways of vanity and right. ego and all this kind of stuff. And oh, yeah. of course I have, but it's a process. I'm trying to better myself. And unfortunately the, the way things are, in this, well, the way they are in this society is that, Whenever you change your opinion or you change something that you said before, they they judge you for it. Right. Like, oh, I don't know. Let's say I went vegan for a little bit mm-hmm. and then I switched back to eating meat. People are going to judge you for that. Like, oh, man, what? Why you give up? Why would you quit? Like, I thought you were going vegan. Like, don't you 
not want to eat these animals mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. This is actually a true story. I did do this. I went vegan for like a very small amount of time because yeah. I truly wanted to try it. Uh, not just for not eating animals or, or health issues, but honestly, I have a constant battle of trying to figure out skin issues, try to clear up skin issues, whatever. So yeah, I, was, yeah. I was like, hey, let me try this vegan thing because I haven't done that yet. Yeah, more experience. But yeah, then I ended up falling back because I just didn't feel good on the vegan diet. I felt like shit. So I switched back to eat meat. And... Uh, you know, of course, people made fun of me. A little mm-hmm. backlash for doing that, and it's just like, what? Right. We are for it's it's <laughs> to stay within your own opinion or your your circle of belief, like we talked about. I believe that's a lot worse than to constantly change your mind. Because if let's say I change my mind on a belief every single day, I think that's more powerful than to stick with one and think that's the only way. Right. So either way, I mean, yeah, the social media thing is a process for me. I'm just trying to figure it out. Uh, so I don't know, just trying to figure out a system that works for me so I stay healthy because there's a lot of things on there that trigger me and I don't want to see that shit. Yeah. And not everybody's like that, but I'm like that. So I'm yeah, trying to no. figure out the best process for me. But yeah, you know, like I said earlier, I come off pretty judgmental or I can be harsh sometimes when it comes to social media, but I'm just trying to get people to realize that there is clarity of, of not having it right? Like, right there's so much that you're missing out on because of how much you're addicted to your phone yeah and, and it's not that people don't know this already right it's just you just have to be it. disciplined enough yeah. to literally not use it or at least delete it or something and just one thing i want to say about it too which is crazy and what social media has turned into for a lot of the part is when it first came out it was like this it was pretty pure like, it was really like, oh, to try to connect with friends. Yeah, man. You posted Social pictures. Network. You just posted pictures that you thought were cool. Like, you know, whatever. But now, <laughs> now it's just so different. It's, mm-hmm. I would say social media now, is at least especially, because they're all different. Twitter has its own people. Facebook has its own people. Yeah. Instagram has its own people. And we all post different things. Right. It's really weird. It's a different world. But Instagram specifically, I would say, is now a platform for jealousy. Damn. People post things to make other people jealous or to feel some sort of validation about themselves or the life that they're living or anything like that. It's it's crazy. Like let's say I go on vacation. You know how many pictures I'm about to post that I'm on vacation? Live stories. Like, let them check let it out. Know let me at. know. Hey, oh, yeah, you still at work right now? Yeah. Sucks for you. I'm on vacation. Right. Oh my God. That's like one of the most popular yeah. posts is people that go on vacation. They post all the stuff on vacation. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah, I've done that. But I hopefully, hopefully I've done it from a place that, again, I'm trying to share just an experience on there. Right. But it doesn't matter. I just sound super hypocritical right now. That's what I'm saying, bro. And, and that's the UVSU that at least you recognize that. You know what I'm saying? That's what's super important, I think, you know, that people miss out on is that they will turn around and say they're like trying to get everybody's attention, blah, blah, blah. But they don't recognize that they're doing the same damn thing, like in the eyes of somebody else. Yeah. (laughs) As long as I say, I think they're doing the same damn thing. Yeah. But no, I completely get what you're saying. It's it's the monkey see, monkey do they too, though. It's that false reality that you're trying to create. Like, look how cool my life is, because this is all you know. Yeah. I live in a different state. Yeah. I have a blue check mark that means a lot of people like <laughs> look up to me. Yeah. Bro, and and like I will absolutely knock people who are um, social media famous like forever. 
because they and they their response could be like, "Well, you're just mad because you're not," and I would be like, "I'm you're not wrong. Like I'm not mad about me not being, but I can't tell you that I would be. I can't tell you that I am. I'm literally just gonna make fun of you because you're so distracted by a technological device." that you carry around, that you create this false reality in. And yeah, you might make millions a, a month, but there's no amount of money that could suffice me not waking up in the morning and feeling like like fulfilled and listening to like birds and reading a book and drinking coffee and tasting every gross taste there is in all black coffee. <laughs> you know, there's no amount of money that I would be like, okay, yeah, I think I would do that, like post everything about my life and make it seem like my life is just this great thing and not let anybody else see and feel like trapped in a device for a million dollars a week, you know? Mm -hmm. I say that now, like I pray that my morals would hold um, if that was actually the case, you know? But, you know, and of course it's all theory and it's all opinion, but, but I mean, how many times have you heard about Famous people admitting what you just said. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like no amount of money. That... They'll admit that fame is one of the worst things that happened to them. Getting rich quickly is one of the worst things that's happened to them. All that kind of stuff because their life has completely changed. Um, I mean, they're being controlled now yeah. in a way. And it's like they're losing this this part of them basically. And yeah, I mean, right. it's crazy. It's like... I can't even imagine what it's like to be famous. I can't imagine what it's like to be famous. I can't get imagine ready. To, have, to have 10 million followers. All right, get ready. And like, yeah, it's right. not going to be me that creates your following. <laughs> but you might have somebody else famous with social media. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, you're not going to get any shout outs on my Instagram page. <laughs> Come on, bro. If I ever get social media again, I got you. <laughs> right. Uh, no, dude, I want to touch base back on um, um, the concept that you introduced before we talked about not on social media and living life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Because um, I want to answer that, like how do you live life to the fullest with saying like I have no fucking clue, you know? I, but what I do know is that I'm conscious about the decisions I make. Um, I'm conscious about what's going on right now, like in my life, who I am, who I'm scared to be, who I want to be, my aspirations. And like, there's social media, like touching back on that, distracting me from a lot of that stuff, you know? And what is it that would actually make me satisfied in life? Right. Okay. Here's 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 a thought I just had uh, with this. I'm glad you circled back to this because now I have this thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when I talk about social media, I talk about it for the common good. I'm talking about it for the majority of people, the average person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because social media can be very very beneficial oh, for yeah. someone. There's, there's a ton of stuff. That's there's a, there's this guy that I follow on social media, and he has a lot of followers, and he is literally. A cliff jumper, and that's what he fucking does. That's it. That's it. Now I no, can it's... probably confidently say this man right here is living life to the fullest. Yeah. Not because he's about to die every time he. You're right. Yeah, it's every crazy. time he. I mean, he admits how scary it is. Bro. But but he is able to do this life of cliff jumping because of his followers. 
He gets mm-hmm. enough money yeah. to travel now to get all yeah. these exotic places that he can record jumping off of the cliffs and, you know, doing dives into the water or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I can say he's probably living life to the fullest because he fucking loves doing what he's doing. Right. And he is able to make that happen to its full extent now because of social media. But that is him. That is a very small percent of people. Common people, the average people, are taking in the negatives of social media. They're seeing yeah. all of these great lives that everybody is living, yeah. and it brings them down because they're not living that great life. Right. And what does that do? That they typically stops them from yeah. thriving. Yeah. Because they're just point. constantly, Damn. they're constantly just comparing themselves. Of course, we all know this. We compare ourselves to other people on social media, but because it's the first thing you look at when you wake up. Oh, I mean, you start your day with it. You you end your day with it. You start and end your day with it. That's the most unhealthy thing that we could possibly do. And of course, I've done that. I'm just saying, when you wake up, you start your day, and then you end your day, and then you you have all these subconscious thoughts when you're sleeping and all this kind of stuff. But for the most part, I will just say that social media, I would say, is toxic for the average person. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you don't. Yeah. You don't have to just completely delete it. You just have to fucking take control of it. You have to be disciplined and find out what's going to work for you, like I'm trying to do. Because... Yeah, I, I think mean, I think a lot of it's uh, about your like the mindset of who interprets um, somebody's profile too, like or the average person's profile. Like, I couldn't say that it's toxic or great. What I do know for damn certain though is it was toxic for me. Yeah, you know, like I can look at all the bad things in social media and all the good things and just be like, like whatever. It was toxic for me. I don't need it. You know. I see a lot of fault with it. I see a lot of good things with it. But I know for one thing, and it's certain that it was toxic for me, about the dude that was, that Cliff jumps. What's his name? Oh, man, I can't remember now. But Either either way, like, could you just try to imagine this. You live this crazy-ass life doing stuff like that, right? You go, like, swimming with sharks. Um, you go, like, uh, para- like, parachute jumping, like, over Dubai and stuff, and... Um, you go skiing in like this mountain that nobody's ever been to, and it's like this really prestigious thing. Imagine doing that and nobody knowing about it. That makes, like, what does that do? That makes me like, damn, people need to know about this. Screw that. That's gonna be me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want people to know like that I'm doing that stuff because I don't need clarity that I'm living this cool life. And like, and I'm not saying that like trying to sound like an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like some people are like, I don't, I don't want people knowing what I'm doing. I'm just saying I don't need people to say, God, you live such a great life. Um, I, I aspire to be like you someday. I'm doing this for my personal experiences, bro. Living life to the fullest and that bottle of life water being full by the time that my time comes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And getting all these awesome experiences. Like the thing that sucks a lot that I battle with um, in my self battle. I was talking to my brother about this the other day. Um, so I get, I get really good insight from all of my siblings. Um, and something that keeps me like strong in not telling anybody anything or like not explaining what I'm doing and like looking for people to be like, yeah, that's cool. Like this is dope because you're asking me questions and I can like, uh, reciprocate the same energy from you and it's a podcast. I don't expect people to think that it's cool what I do with my life. But my brother, John, he's two years older than me or a year and a half or something. And he told me something like six months ago that will change my life forever, bro. And he said, I is the most common used word in the English language. People 
always want to talk about themselves. Always want to talk about the stuff that they do that's so awesome. Um, and since then, I've just been like, I like don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, let somebody ask, but don't want somebody to ask, right? <laughs> like, just think about like go through the rest of your day and people viewing. Like, go through the rest of your day and think about every time you tell somebody something that you're doing without them even like um, inquiring about what you're doing, right? And yeah, I guarantee you will never forget that. Like I, I constantly, and it might just be my state of mind that I'll never forget it. Um, so I think that you'll never forget it. But I go through my life now and I'm like, yeah, I, that's dope, man. That's actually super cool. And then it just goes away. Like It's like, damn, that's, I don't need to talk about myself. But my other brother, um, Peter, he's five years older than me, four years older than me. And... He has a really cool, well, I was just explaining like like a self-battle um, to him, and that's when I go to the gym super late up to drive five, um, and nobody's in there, and I'm busting my ass, bro, like, and I have no self-motivation. I'm like, dude, what am I even doing in here? Like, I know I'm training to play ball, but how do I know that, like, how do I motivate myself further? In the back of my head, I think, like, damn, I need some clarity that I'm doing the right thing. I need some verification. That's what like what we were talking about, what people get on social media for, why they post. I need verification that I'm that I'm working harder than anybody, blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking, like, sh- like, should I be posting pictures of me in here when nobody else is in here to know that I'm doing the right thing? And then I revert back, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I don't need verification from anybody else that I'm doing the right thing. And again, I'm not saying that like an asshole. I'm just saying that this is my life, and if I want that bottle of life water to be full by the time I'm done, let that verification come from myself. I'm bettering myself right now, mm-hmm. you know. And that's that's like something that I struggle with um, often. And it's not because I want social media back. Like everybody, when people say like I don't care what people think, yeah, you do. You, can't, you, you sound like you care what people think when you say that because you want them to think that you don't care what people think, yeah, it's, right? Everybody does. Everybody wants to feel accepted. Like, that's the truth. But what's trippy about all of this is that social media is so powerful that now that we have had a taste for it, honestly, more than a taste, oh, bro, I mean, we've, gonna, we've indulged into it. So yeah. we can't undo Hell no. This shit. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> it, it's crazy. Because, like, what you said, like, going on vacation for some people and, and not posting it or s- doing something so cool, like swimming with a shark. They want to post it so Right, because they want and, people to know how dope it is that they're doing something. But I, like, when you were talking about going vegan thing, um, I challenge you and everybody who might listen to this, go through the next fad or trend and don't tell anybody. Oh, dude, I know, I know. Don't tell anybody. and like see what happens. And, and, and I'm <laughs> not saying like I'm not saying like you can't do it. I'm just saying just see what happens. Just find out what happens because life is all about gaining new experiences. You're so right though. So just find out what happens. That is something that. that is literally a thought that I had after yeah. after that because I was like after like saying it because I went vegan and I'm like I posted <laughs> all about it. I posted all about it, right? Because that's just how I am. I'm like, you know, I feel like this move is good. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's awesome. So I want to share it. Like, here you go. Like, look at look at all this new perspectives and stuff. And then, and then, of course, I end up, I end up not uh, <laughs> continuing through it. And I and I go back to eat meat, right? And it's like, uh-huh. 
Damn, damn bro, I should I should have just not posted it. Like, <laughs> right? Not. Yeah, it's just, bro. And it's not because like uh, I should take back what I said, but it's it's like you said, we should just be with our decision. Yeah. We should be with what we're doing. Yeah. And just be with it. Like we don't have to share it. Like we're doing too much sharing. Right. Too much sharing. Because again, it's like I said though. But man, how can we not? It's like I said, we've tasted this, and it, it's so powerful for us and it, we can't help it like it's yeah. so hard it's like it's like someone that has uh done heroin before that's right. going to be yeah. with them for the rest of their life that yeah. feeling is going to be with them for the rest of their life and social media is very very powerful whether we, you seek it again and like yeah i mean we, we can't deny the fact of how powerful it is i mean come right. on we're on our phones more than we're not mm. at this point so Legit, roll look at your screen time on your uh yeah so, <laughs> so, so of course it's powerful and we need to admit that so it's just like and then your watch has the audacity like literally just came up stand up time to stand <laughs> what do you mean you're putting this shit on my wrist that makes me look at it and get and it's like okay you're not being as athletic as you normally have the past couple days bro there's a how we were talking about self-help books um you know who david goggins is yeah i got his book up there oh bro remember the first time i met you, you we were talking about running and i had just started reading that book I don't know if I had told you that I was reading that one specifically. No, I don't think but, so. Um, like a quick little snippet, because this is probably can branch off into a yeah a whole different realm of like it's time to be a badass and like go get like whatever it is you're seeking. Um, I hate running. I'm a football player, man. I sprint for six seconds on average, and then I get to take a break and put my hands on my hips. Um, <laughs> So I hate like leisurely jogging and this goes back to like do something that you hate and don't tell anybody about it and see what happens from there. Or do something that you've been wanting to try and don't tell anybody about it and like see how you feel, see how your mind manifests that comfort of just being like, I don't need somebody to know that I'm working my ass off. I don't need somebody to know that I'm doing something I don't want to do. But anyway, if you finish that book, have you finished it yet? Yeah, yeah. Bro, that is a dangerous book. <laughs> you will find yourself waiting for it to snow to go out and run. <laughs> on a sunny day, you'll be like, ah, uh, ah, uh, I'll stay in on the sunny day. Yeah. But when it snows next Wednesday, I'm going to be out there running a bunch of miles. That so dude, funny. That guy is phenomenal, man. Yeah. And, and like, unbelievable experience that he's had. Yeah. And I love that book. Yeah, it's a great book. And it... It's Again, just a story. It's, yeah. it's, oh, yeah. It's so easy for us to connect to stories. Yeah. And that's what he does in that book. Is right. He writes his own life story. Bro, and it makes you think, like, damn, like, if he can do that, I can oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he emphasizes that in, like, some of the podcast episodes that he's on. Um, how he says, like, people are like, you're a freak, man. You're like, you have to have some sort of, like, mental thing that helps you overcome. And he's like, no, you're just not working hard enough. And I don't think that's like, like completely accurate because obviously, like, it's no, like it's not. Some people can't wake up and run seventy miles in yeah. a certain amount of time. Yeah. When so, they've never trained for a marathon, but like when I heard him say that because he had never trained, he wanted to get into this race called Badwater. You remember reading yeah, that? Yeah. Um, and the guy wouldn't let him in, even though he had all these accolades about going to Hell Week for the Navy SEALs like three times. Yeah. And. He was like, hey, I've done this, 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 and this. And that Chris Cosman dude, I think his name is, yeah. was like, cool, man, but you've never run a 100-mile marathon. Right. This is 135. Yeah. 
and Goggins is like, um, yeah, okay, screw it, yeah. yeah. And a week later, he signs up for this hundred mile marathon where you have to run a hundred miles in twenty four hours, at least twenty four hours, and he runs seventy nonstop. And I, I kid you not, I went to sleep that uh, that night and woke up the next day at like six thirty or whatever it was, and ran like this loop. Uh, it was only like 3.67 miles, I think. And it took me 34 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, was, I think I stopped seven times. Yeah. And I was like, damn, like, that was actually super beneficial. So I, like, I told my brother about it. And even that, like, gives me verification. And my brother's like, yeah, yeah, good shit. But when I think about it, it's like, why do I even need... To tell anybody, why not let it manifest inside me? So the next uh, couple times, I did it. I didn't stop at all. So I'm thinking like, damn, if this dude can run 70 miles without stopping at all, why can't I run three? Right? Why can't I run 3.67? And it's little things like that that help me realize like, damn, I need to like start living, you know? Because all the cool experiences that I've had and like the awesome things that I've done, the phenomenal people that I've met and that are part of my life right now, like I, there's still so much out there to learn. There's so much more time for me to start living. Um, why not go pick up a, uh, like a Sudoku puzzle and learn to like do those, you know? Why limit myself to what I'm comfortable doing? People are too afraid to like get out of their comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a big thing that he emphasizes in that book. Yeah, and it's, it's would, an awesome concept. It's it's definitely one of the best books I've ever read yeah. because of, of how it's written and just uh, I mean it's definitely motivational for sure. But mm-hmm. uh, I will say it's what he says about hard work and just doing things um, comes back to kind of like the free will concept and yeah. stuff. We're all so different, and we all yeah. come from different backgrounds of mm-hmm. how we're raised, the parents that we had. Uh, trauma that we've had it doesn't matter we have all of these things right. that are just so diff- like david goggins for example grew up in a very very rough household but his dad also made him work his ass off yeah like he was yeah, yeah. shown how to have a work ethic yeah okay so he already has that trait that maybe i don't have mm-hmm. so maybe it is easier for him to just get up and start running because maybe his dad fucking instilled that in him yeah. and drilled it into him right so, like yeah. forcefully. Right, exactly. I mean, whether it doesn't matter. Like it I mean, was boot camp before he fucking turned eight. Right. You know? Yeah. So I mean, that's the reason why he yeah. ended up going to Navy SEALs because that's kind of like what he already knew. Yeah. So. Well, that that goes back to like my take on motivational speakers. Like, when I say that's not completely accurate, how he talks, there's a lot of stuff that, like, when I form an opinion about something, like a self-help book, I take what I perceive out of it i'm not saying that the person's like completely right um because everybody does have different experiences and you're absolutely right he was raised a certain way and that's why i try not to be like this is what you need to do you can do this i know that's why i'd rather be like i think not on a bias don't get mad at me if i'm wrong yeah because i'm prepared to be wrong yeah right it's so too many motivational speakers yeah. Now David Goggins, I love David Goggins. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, but I'm, we, ta- I'm talking specifically about like certain influencers on social media that it's just like 
oh, you don't know me. You don't know how my brain works. Yeah. You can't tell me that I can do something that you've never even met me before. Right, exactly. Like, I appreciate you being like, you can do it. I believe in you. Like, all this BS that yeah. people actually thrive off of. And it's like, bruh, you actually, like, believe that when you see it come across your Instagram feed and people are like, this person's great, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Why not motivate yourself? You're telling yourself that your mind is not in control of, like, that you're not even in control of your own mind. How weak does that sound? You're already a loss, you know? But, I don't know, that's, I could get rambling, man. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. It's... Uh, I love that book, though, dude. Whenever I am feeling weak or uh, weak-minded about something, I need to pick yeah. that book up. I mean, it's, crazy. oh, for sure. I mean, we just have to take, I feel like everybody needs to do this, is take the teachings from something like that mm-hmm. and don't try to be David Goggins. There is no other David Goggins right, on this fucking right. earth. So just because he says like how to do this and do that and you know, go force yourself to run or something. Yeah. Like I tried that too, but currently I can't even run because right. of my Achilles. <laughs> it's like, so, so am you're I not going to duct up? tape your yeah. feet like he did. Right. Exactly. Like, like, bro. No, man, we, we're not going to, tr- <laughs> we're not going to try to be him, but we can try to just improve ourselves and be the best we can yeah. from his teachings. And that's what we should do with everything. Take a teaching from right. this, take a lesson from that and just put it into our own way and shape it into like, what's going to be best for us. Oh yeah. There's a, uh, I, you know how I was talking about how I like to read astronomy. Yeah. Um, there's a quantum physicist or an astrophysicist. I don't really know the difference, but Neil deGrasse Tyson. I got his book up there too. Nice. Which one? <laughs> uh, the letters from, from an astrophysicist, yeah. bro. That book is amazing. Hey, yes. That's a, I yes. just finished reading that, um, shoot, probably two months ago. Nice. And nice. in that book, an excerpt from that book, how he talks about how he's agnostic with religion. Right. Um, Meaning, like, he believes in a higher power, but he doesn't, um, like, seclude himself to one denomination. Which is beautiful, bro. Like, I'm not saying that I see that way, too. I'm just saying that the the coolest concept of that is that he formed his own opinion and he studied, like, 300 religions. Yeah. Bro, he read, like, a 300, like, 300 different um, religious books from different, um, like, branches of... Buddhism, Catholicism, Christianity, um, like all these different forms of religion and said, okay, now I know how to think. Yeah. And that's what people should do, man. And they shouldn't. And then it's not like he turns around and is like, this is what's right. This is what's wrong. You're wrong about this. I'm right about this. Then he's like, okay, this is what I am. And I'm being true to myself. Yeah. And the coolest thing about that, bro, is he's he's just so witty, bro. He says like certain things that are obvious. Yeah. But you're like, damn. He's, Damn, he's very he's very smart. <laughs> Have very you read uh, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry? Uh-uh. You should pick up that one. It's kind of hard to follow based. I know on that was his more famous one. terminology, but I I like letters from an astrophysicist yeah. better because yeah. it shows how I think and how maybe you think yeah. in writing him a letter. Yeah, and then his response to it. So it's yeah. more um, like that human interaction, I yeah. guess. And uh, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, man, he branches off into. All types of stuff, I bet. Bro, that, that's crazy because um, not a people, not a lot of people follow that guy. I follow him purely for gaining knowledge about um, our universe, and he gives me more knowledge than I need to know yeah. because my mind now oh, yeah. is like, oh yeah, bro, oh, I yeah. can't stop thinking oh, yeah. about like certain things. Oh yeah, 
dude, it's that's <laughs> how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> dude, because seriously. that might be a, a discussion for. But I love talking to people about um, astronomy because my take on astronomy is wacky. Like, I I can talk about uh, or like philosophy. Period. I can talk about stuff like that. Yeah. For days. Yeah. Like, like, why is this thing called a microphone? Because, and not a fork. Yeah. Because, like, through terminology and language and Greek mythology, this was determined to be a microphone instead of something that you eat with, like yeah. a fork. Right. right. And we're, we call it a microphone because that's what we were taught since yeah. we were young. And people are like, dude, I lost you. And I'm like, yeah, I lost myself. <laughs> and then, and words itself, like, I love this conversation. Right. Words are so powerful. We give oh, so much yes. power to certain words, like fuck, for example. Yeah. <laughs> you know how much power that word has? Why, right. though? Because we gave it that power. Yeah. Because we, 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 we deem it explicit. Right. We deem it this word that we shouldn't say or this word that is, you know, whatever. Uh, or, oh, dude, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, words are a really trippy thing to me. They have so much power. I mean... And they're just words. The important thing, man, is that you recognize We made that, it up. You know? We made it up. Yeah, but yeah, literally made it up, and you don't even know what you're missing out on. Like what we were talking about with like the social media, um, put the phone down, put it all away for a little bit, and like realize what you're missing out on. But people can't do that because they're not going to do it, and then they can't. They literally can't recognize what they're missing out on because they haven't got it yet. Yeah, you know, they haven't seen it yet. They haven't been um, exposed to what they're actually missing out on yet their new love for plants you know i'm, I'm using that as, as an example because that's a good one though so if somebody puts it away they might find a new love for something that they're actually passionate about i'm not yeah. i'm not saying i'm passionate about plants but yeah it's just something that i never knew that i could be so intrigued by and then i turn around and i'm like oh my god like this thing is oh wait i can't touch it because that messes with the lifespan of it you know it's like holy shit i had never even thought of that let me take a picture of this real quick post it and you know, and I don't stop and think like this is an actual living organism. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know, man. It's wild. It's, it is wild. It's That's, wild. It's I wild. I really am intrigued by science too, um, just mainly because of Neil deGrasse Tyson, and he's got a lot of interesting topics on politics too. <laughs> In letters yeah, from he, an astrophysicist, yeah, he's he's probably more like we are. Or we have we have things in common when it comes to him and politics. He is close-minded in one thing though, and that's um, astrophysicism, like astrophysics. Yeah. Because he knows. Oh yeah. You know, and he's been taught that. Um, so you can't tell him like, Neil, <laughs> be open-minded. Watch, I'm gonna make that lacrosse ball float up off the ground. He's yeah. gonna be like, no, because gravity's no. a thing. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm a doctor yeah. in right. um, astronomy, so. Right. But. It's super. That's a lot different, though. Yeah, bro. Than like, talking about religion, uh, because those are literally just beliefs. Yeah, and, yeah. And a faith-based belief system. But do you remember in the book when he talks about um, UFOs and how he's like, you can't determine that it was an alien because the first word in UFO is unidentified. Yeah. And then he goes on to say, um, like, uh, eyewitness testimony is the most lacking. Yeah. Um, thing yeah. in the astronomy world, right? It's kind of like, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier. We can see and hear things, yeah, but we're so incorrect yeah. about it, and we create right. false memories and all this stuff. And 
And why that's crazy is you turn around and it's the highest form of proof in the court of law when it comes to like somebody being murdered, eyewitness testimony. So it's like, holy shit, like why do we find a balance between that? Like if I say I see a UFO, you're like, no, you didn't. You just saw a shooting star, like space junk breaking the atmosphere and like burning up. And then I swear I saw him do it. (laughs) It's like convicted, you know? It's (laughs) It's <laughs> it's wild. If we don't have something here right now and and, and live in this moment, yeah. what can we believe? Because if right. we can't believe in our sight and our testimonials, then okay, let's say we go to cameras, okay, and we use this footage. Yeah. But then that could have been tampered that's with. That's that's manipulated with, as right? well. Right? If how technology is now, that could have been photoshopped, that could have been what right. they've done to Trump, mm. the stuff that they've put out on him, like Photoshop and using his voice and like tampering it and you know, again, I'm not gonna get in politics. I don't really, I don't know anything. Yeah, because I don't. Like, I'm not so there. I know different nothing. things. But all right. I know is that they've tampered with stuff. Yeah, and they've created false evidence. But yeah, I, what can uh, we believe? It's wild because it goes from not believing anything at all to having <laughs> um, photo or video evidence to believing something exactly opposite of what was told because it was tampered with, right? Um, so the spectrum is literally as far this way as you can get to as far this way as you can get based on video evidence that can easily be tampered with. I'm like, look yeah. at like technological advances and stuff. But I, th- I just think that shows like the structure of the, the world and how screwed up it can actually be. And there needs to be more people that are just willing to like want to help, not for monetary incentive. Just want to make somebody's day. Like, when was the last time somebody listening tried to make somebody's day and didn't expect anything out of it? When was the last time they did something that they didn't want to do and didn't tell anybody from it? Or, or like, tell anybody about it, you know? Um, there's not enough of that, man. And I don't do enough of that. I'm not saying that people should yeah. do that because I'm doing it. I'm just saying, like, people are so... And there's, there's a different side so, of that, too. That's like, what I was going to say that earlier. There's a... There's definitely truth in what you're saying about just being with yourself and not sharing these mm-hmm. things, but also there's a different side of actually sharing because for one thing, let's say it's something that you're trying to improve, uh, or you're trying to battle, or you're just you're trying to make successful within your life. Right. Sometimes speaking it into existence helps that. Hell yeah. Because it's it's for one like you you know sharing it with your brother. There's nothing wrong with sharing stuff with right. your brother. That's someone that you love. He loves you back, and you're speaking it into existence. Like, hey man, I'm gonna. I'm going to make this football team. You don't have to be right. on your own, you know? Like, sometimes mm-hmm. it's not great to be alone. Like, yeah. And again, like I said, speaking things into existence like makes it more powerful. It's going to motivate right. you even more. It's going to make you consistent, all that kind of stuff. But also, let's say I do help a homeless person. Um, you know, I give them something or I take them somewhere or whatever. Sharing that is like a ripple effect. Yeah. Because now, yeah. maybe I might influence this person. You never know who's watching. You never know who that person might turn out to be. But then, unfortunately, there's the negative side of it, of people doing something nice and then sharing it on social media yeah. just to show Seeking. people that they did something right. nice. Yeah. Right. So That's... it's like it's like you just have to find <laughs> the healthy side of those things. Bro, it's, it's so much more fulfilling to do something and not expect return from it. Yeah. And that's so hard for me to do, for people to do. Oh, super hard. To do something and not expect return. But it is beautiful, man. And when you can do that, you will not regret it. Like, because the return, a majority of the time, is not going to be what you expect. Yeah. 
the return from it's not going to be as great as you expect ever. Because you're obviously, if you're seeking return, you're going to think that you deserve a certain amount of return, right? Yeah. You, you're going to expect that you're doing such a great thing that people should show you more love for it. But again, man, just like the what you were talking about, about going vegan and going back, like challenge the people who, li- who are listening and yourself and myself to do something today that you don't want to do that better yeah. betters yourself. Right. And don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anybody 10 years from now. Don't tell anybody um, at 10 p.m. tonight. Right, um, if that means like if you like to drink and go out and stuff, go out sober, <laughs> and don't tell anybody. Like you can tell them that you're sober, that you're not drinking. If somebody tries to buy you a drink, but then tomorrow or next week, just be like, yeah, I went out sober and it was awful. And then somebody be like, wow, how do you do that? And you're like, damn, that's a return I was looking for. Screw that. Just do it for yourself. Better yourself. Don't expect return from it. You know. And then you trail off on that. You you become like confident in yourself your own capabilities and then you start doing it like things for other people and that's how the world will truly get better you know as much like great as many great things in the world that there are like there's still very bad things you know <laughs> yeah you know? yeah but, i mean yeah uh america especially i mean this is definitely the best time to be alive than there's ever been mm. in the history of life I mean, it's the safest, uh, there's less hate, there's less racism, Mm. you know, whether people want to accept that or not, uh, it's definitely the best it's ever been, but, but there's new things coming in, right? Like social media, for example, uh, (sighs) nuclear warfare. I don't know. There's just all these new things because of technology that are coming in that possibly could make life worse in a different way. Uh, so it's just like, it is bro. I, I, uh, I try to live. My life, <laughs> ironic, because every time I say I, I think about, like, how I is the most commonly used word. You but know? <laughs> you can't help that, though, because right. there's no other right. word in the dictionary to yeah. start the sentence with. Me, myself, I love plants. I think. Yeah. I, there's nothing else yeah. I can say to explain to you. But, the, for, like, in my perspective, it's like, every time I say that, I feel like I come off as this person who wants to be heard or who needs to be heard. And that's what I was hateful of myself for on social media like i want to come <laughs> off as this person you know you know sounding like you should well, just be a monk right you sound like don't. you should be a monk dude. <laughs> just don't talk to anybody yeah. at all yeah, i've got about the exact opposite hairstyle for a monk so maybe <laughs> do they ever have like the thing that's like just a rat tail that goes out of the back of their head screw it man you can be your own monk yeah. like who cares true like, like just I, yeah just because they're bald doesn't monk. mean you have to be bald <laughs> right the yeah. uh but no i literally try to live by easy phrase man and and it's su- super obvious but um i had one of my best friends in college tell me this and this is a kid who had a lot of effect on me as a person um his name was kian loggy and he was my host in like when i went on my official visit to the university of south dakota and it was like my freshman year um, we had just finished like a spring league practice and I had screwed up the entire practice and I hated like disappointing the coach who, because obviously that tampered with my playtime, you know, and he would go, he would get mad at us in film and stuff. And we were practicing like twice a day and I am in Kean's car. Uh, you know, the kid that gave me the advice, 
and we're driving to the film room and I'm like, fuck, dude, like I'm, I got my head in my hands and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, dude, I just don't even want to hear coaches like take on practice because I screwed up so many times. He slammed on the brake, bro. He slammed on the brake in the middle of the road and like there was nobody behind us and he just stopped. He's like, dude. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I'm going to tell you one thing that I don't want you to ever forget. And I wonder if he actually remembers telling me this. I'm going to send him this link and uh, ask him if he remembers telling me this. But since then, I've tried to live this um, idea. And he said, nothing's ever as bad as it might seem. And I was like, damn, that's hella true. And he's like, but you can't forget that nothing's ever going to be as good as it seems. Right? So you have to stay in this state of neutrality. And like, I don't even know if that's the right word that I'm looking for, but you're literally setting yourself up for failure if you get too high on something and too low on something. Like, stay right there because like, you will go through life appreciating everything and not, like, over-consuming. And when something bad happens, you'll say, like, you know what? It could always be worse. And since then, man, I've had horrible experiences, like um, deaths, like losing a dream, like being cut from a, a football team, um, being in like a certain state of living that I've just been like, dude, this sucks. I need to change my life. But like taking that piece of advice, I can look at it and say, you know what? At least I had this experience. At least I had that person in my life for the time that I did. At least I um, am in this situation that could be way worse, you know? And then something great happens and I'm like, um, yo, this is awesome. I'm super happy right now, but you know what? If I lose it tomorrow, I'm not going to waste a minute of time like being in, being negative because life is not that long. Yeah. And I know you know that after reading Neil deGrasse Tyson's books, like <laughs> human life is not that long. It's not that it. special. Yeah. Like, but we may, you see what you want to see and you take out um, of human life what you put in. And I try to stay like super neutral, man. And when we were talking about, uh, like living life to the fullest, I think that that helps me live life to the fullest is staying as neutral as possible. Yeah. Like all these awesome experiences, if I lost my legs tomorrow, man, I pray that I'd just be like, you know what? I could have lost my arms too. Yeah. Right? And then like, like looking at um, how great I have it, because I am truly blessed, man. The people that I have in my life, the relationships that I've built with people that I didn't know that I would, like you, um, all the people at the gym, um, however I can affect somebody positively then the better and I don't need anything in return from yeah. it you know oh, right. because it's self-satisfactory to me that I'm affecting somebody like positively absolutely so I try to stay in like this super neutral state and I just pray that like um like ironically enough I'm saying pray but I don't really know what I'm praying to you know, <laughs> know. And, and that's okay bro because yeah. yeah. I don't have the answers yeah you know I don't have the answers how to live life to the fullest but for me what has yeah. worked is staying in this state and if I lost um, somebody that I really, really care about tomorrow, I pray that I would say, you know what, at least, at least I knew them, you know? Yeah. And as dark as that might sound. And it's, like, not, it's not dark it, at all. It, it's not like, like emotionless almost. Yeah. And like you kind of dig yourself into this emotionless knoll and um, like there's no, like not really any more passion in it, but... It's reality, bro. And like, mm -hmm. you perceive it how you want. You, you get out what you put in. And why waste a single second being upset about something? Yeah. It's, you know? it's kind of like another point of it is 
we try to control everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell and, yeah. And in, in, in the midst of that, when we lose control or something doesn't go our way or we haven't prepared ourselves, for example, like a death. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean you're literally like trying to plan out someone's death. Right. Or you're trying to predict it. No, no, no. It's mentally preparing your, your own brain mm-hmm. that if someone dies, you're going to know how to handle it. Right. You know why? Because everyone in your life is either going to die before you or you're going to die before them. Yeah. Yeah. Death is coming for all of us, <laughs> right? Nobody can, God, rest, in, rest his soul. And all the people on board of that helicopter crash. Yeah. God. Kobe, his family. Oh my God, man! Family. Like it's crazy. as tragic as that is, it just shows like when it's when it's somebody's time to go, like there's no stopping it. I was coming. I was gonna try to actually bring this up too. I wanted to bring this up because this was something that is kind of present right now on social media. It's present in our in in, in a lot of people's lives, and you're mm-hmm. not really on social media, but obviously you've heard about it because well. Who hasn't heard right, about Kobe's right. death? But and like you said, it's that's since you're not on social media, I'm going to kind of talk about this. Uh, what I've seen on social media is a lot, a lot of people are saying what you just said is you never know what's going to happen. Right. And we need to live life to the fullest, and like you need to tell people you love you, like tell people that you love them <laughs> now. While you all, all this kind of stuff, yeah. like. Bro, why are you getting mad at the dude at the Einstein Bagel Bros who forgot to put salt on your salmon and cream cheese bagel? Like that, you can't live, you can't live life to the fullest if you're constantly getting upset about little things like that. Because he could have forgot the cream cheese. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, it could always be worse. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, but but then that just makes me think, why do why do famous people have to die for us to recognize right, these yeah. things that we already know? Why can't we just constantly stay? Yeah conscious and remind ourselves that we need to live this way that that death is going mm-hmm. to come for us and we need to stop wasting our time mm-hmm. we need to stop being cyber junkies and living on our phone and being zombie like zombified by yeah. all this kind of stuff and just i don't know just i don't because 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 unfortunately how these things happen is that kobe's death was huge this is probably one of the the biggest deaths that i've seen since i've been like, in, a living time, it's right? affected a lot yeah. of people because well he was a great person he was a great family right. man his daughter was amazing the families that were on the helicopter as well they were great but so yeah it's affected a lot of people because he impacted a lot of people yeah. and that's amazing now there's no reason for him not to be honored and remembered mm-hmm. he should be he was an amazing person he impacted a ton of lives yeah, he positively yeah. influenced him everything but and and yeah i mean it is great that people are maybe recognizing the fact that you know we do need to live a certain way but unfortunately, what happens is that a month from now, we're just going to go back to originally right, doing what bro. we're doing. Because, because, because as much as we hate to think about his death and how terrible it is for his family to lose him and all this kind of stuff. It takes for him to die for us to it's be just, like, this was a great person. Yeah, I mean, it's just like that. And it's like, I didn't personally know him. You didn't personally know him. Yeah. So yeah we are feeling grief for him, mm-hmm. but we didn't personally have a connection with him. So his death may not stay with us as long as maybe his wife will. Oh right? yeah. So his oh wife will God, be impacted yeah. forever. Me and you, forever. we're going to start going he back to our daily lives, yeah. right? Yeah. But just because we're going back to our daily lives does not mean that we don't need to stay conscious of the fact that yes, death is yeah. certain and our life is short. It can be taken at any moment and we should live 
fucking the best life that we possibly can and love as many people as we can and affect the people as we can positively because what that I mean that's what life is about that's you know what, what you know what distracts that and helps people forget about that like a month after the little chime on your phone that you were mentioned in a tweet <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it literally yeah. t- probably whether you're subconscious like or whether you consciously want to agree with it or not your subconscious is distracted at that point and, yeah and at least mine like mine would be and that would like but i but, can really ponder on death and um, it, it, think about it consistently and, and unfortunately it's tough. unfortunately another thing is, really is that media outlets have to stay relevant right yeah so they, they can't just continue to post they're gonna right. they are right. going to milk the kobe thing as long as they can to get views and mm-hmm. money but once that fight is off they have to find a new topic right so then they push that new topic on you which is literally forcing you to forget about Kobe or yeah. whatever else was on your mind, and now you're on to this new topic. Maybe it's the coronavirus that's happening right yeah, now, dude. and it oh just hit God. Chicago or whatever. Oh, there was a, a, a whole cruise ship of people that were held at a port in Italy. Really? Yes, because one girl had coronavirus, and I and I read that the other day, and I was like, oh, I, <laughs> am I still going? Like, Bro, that's terrifying to me because... I read like science fiction books yeah. that have like outbreaks of stuff like this, and but but it's like nobody's safe from it. But, but current but currently, is it really that scary? Because how different is it than what is already out there? Yeah, right, I right. Mean, what like death itself, like uh, uh, or just influence? Oh, like me walking out of the stairwell and slipping on the last bit yeah. of ice before it melts yeah. this weekend, yeah. and breaking my neck on the yeah. curb down there. You know, like, if it's my time, it's my time. I just know that by the end of it all, man, I'm going to appreciate this life for what it is. And I'm going to stay in that neutral state, man, because it could be taken in a second. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, uh, I was, it's cool that you recognize that everybody's always like, oh, this, this was a great person. And I'm sure he was, man. I'm sure everybody on that um, helicopter... Uh, God rest their soul. I'm sure they were all fascinating people to sit down and do a podcast with or something like that. And they probably all had amazing insight on life itself. But I remember like two years ago, I was watching like some uh, snippet of the Ellen DeGeneres show. Yeah. And I was thinking like this, she's a great host. Um, Super funny. Been in like um, popular movies, everything. And I was thinking, like, why don't we praise her, like, right now, um, instead of, like, waiting till some tragedy happens. And I hate to, like, put her name under this, but this was, like, my thought in that instant. Why do we wait till somebody passes away to praise them, you know? Yeah. After they've done something great. And because I, I was just thinking about, like, the Michael Jackson thing at that time, too. And I was like, damn, yeah. he really had to go through all these, like, trials and stuff and... Um, his court cases and whatnot, and then he passes away, and then we remember the King of Pop for what he was loved for. Yeah, you know, and and like famous people like that. Why do we? Why don't we celebrate their life when they're still here? Yeah, right. But uh, a way to think about that though is uh, Ellen DeGeneres, for example, or even Kobe. Uh, I can guarantee you that if you ask them right now if they felt like they were celebrated, I guarantee you they would say yes. Yeah. Because they, especially for Kobe, because I could see how many people were in his life that loved him. Right. Just based off social media and stuff, like LeBron James or something. Uh, I guarantee you Kobe was full of people in his life that loved him and celebrated him. 
That doesn't mean we have to celebrate them. How many people could we possibly celebrate? I just mean like big media outlets. Like you said, staying up to date. They're just like quick uh, excerpt of how great Kobe was. Why not? Why can't it be something that like three weeks ago, how great Kobe is? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's not like the basketball world forgot about him, nor will they ever forget about him. But everybody just comes out of the woodworks, man. And they say like, oh, yeah, I see oh this is my favorite yeah. player. Like, yeah. Why not post two weeks earlier yeah. and say that this is your favorite player? Like, it's because because unfortunately, media is all about what gets the most shares and likes yeah. and views yeah. and how much money they make. That's and true. unfortunately, it's that kind of stuff. It's not like, hey, Kobe just came out with this amazing foundation or charity to help people right. or something like that. They they don't usually share that stuff because right. people just yeah, it's it's the stuff that affects people emotionally, makes them sad or makes them mad. Unfortunately, that's what Facebook is right now. It's a uh, fear mongering or it's 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 rage filled. Yeah, like yeah. like uh, people will share things about Trump because they're raged enraged about it and they want people to feel their rage. So it's just like this cycle of sharing rage, and that's right. like what Facebook feels off of right now. It's not about love or positivity or getting positive news out to people. It's about getting people to share things because, well, that's how Facebook gets money and people share things when they're fucking mad or when they're sad mm-hmm. about stuff. And that's, that's so sad about how it is, but that's never going to yeah, change because spreading negativity. they're never going to want to stop making that money. But <laughs> so like that negative, um, energy that you were talking about, like on Facebook that people would put out there, it's just exhausting, bro. Like nobody wants to read it. There's no way you felt good saying it because you don't feel good about it. Um, You'll feel better if you tell somebody that you actually care about and that actually cares about you, not your followers. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? It's true. So, but people have their own self-battles, man, and who am I to judge, you know? It's Remember, just, this is what I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree. It's just like I said earlier, it's not our fault. Like, we have we have been given this tool or, or drug. We've been given this drug, and it's free for us to use, yeah. and it's at our disposal on our phones. I mean... Can you expect billions of people not to use this device and post on social media? Of course. I mean, it's like, it's it's, it's too hard not to. Bro. It, it takes a lot, a lot of discipline to try to not use that thing, right. unfortunately. It's never going to stop either. No way. No way. <laughs> like, it's just because people are so money hungry. And oh, yeah. The, the, the like people the that are in control of this, bro. they're just going to keep pushing it on us as hard as they can because yeah. it makes money. It's pretty tragic. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I think this might be a good place to wrap up, though. Yeah, man. We definitely... Uh, uh, there's honestly <laughs> billions of other things we can talk about. I know, right? I want to talk about the cosmic perspective. <laughs> I, don't mean, I, uh, I just want to make it clear, man, like, <laughs> if anybody's stuck around this long. I know, right? Two and a half hours. I, am, uh, I can truthfully tell like people listening and you this. Um, and confidence because it's truly how I feel. I know that I'm not right 100% of the time. I'm probably more wrong more than 50% of the time than I'm, than I'm sure, right. We're all more wrong than we yeah, are right. That's what I'm saying. So I'm completely comfortable with that. So my opinions should not matter to anybody. That's what the reason that I don't force them on people, right? So if you th- if you like listen to this and walk away thinking that I just despise people who, have, who use social media... I know that you're wrong, <laughs> you know, I think that you're wrong just because, um, I just know it didn't work for me, you know, the things that, 
uh, work for me don't work for everybody and I don't expect people to think that I have life figured out and like happiness figured out and living life to the fullest figured out but I know that I've gotten a lot of experiences and I build an opinion off of that and I see things the way that I want to see them because everybody does you know it's like not to dive back into uh, more like topics to talk about but it goes hand in hand with like when people uh, want to do like a workout with me and like I get secluded in working out you know like that's why I go like late at night and don't talk to anybody and um, people want to join me I'm like sure man I just want you to know that I'm not gonna take you like if I like something you're doing I, I might do it but don't try to tell me how to do something um, because oh, I don't way. think it works for me oh, I'm not way. gonna do it yep, and no way. offense to you you don't have to do what I'm doing right because I don't, I don't care if you do or not and I'm not trying to be an asshole yeah I'm just saying I'm not trying to force this on you I know it might work for your followers and and whatnot and but when it comes down to it, I'm going to do what works for me because yep, I'm the only person in, like, my life in my head. Absolutely. Right? Like, the, all these external factors, bro. That is the exact and, same reason I don't work out with people for yeah. the most part. Seriously. <laughs> I literally am an asshole. And I'm just like, cool, man. Like, I don't care. Because people get weirded out when you yeah. don't want to do an exercise yeah, that bro, they're doing like, or something. I'm like, I don't see any benefit in that, man. Yeah. They don't make me do something that I don't need to do. Yeah. Um, and if I do need to do it, Cool, man. I'll have that discussion yeah. with myself. Or like, it'll uh, cause it'll cause physical pain, and they're like, "Oh no, you and just gotta you just gotta tweak this. Right, right. Put a brace on. Put a put a I sleeve on. Duct tape your heels yeah, so you can run." <laughs> no, man. I'm just not gonna do this exercise. <laughs> I'm just not gonna do it because I know yeah. that's what's best for me. Yeah. yeah so I don't. But no, in all seriousness, like people listening, I'm really the last person to try and judge somebody. You know, and I and I've accepted that fact yeah um, I, I think ultimately you and I we both want the same thing and that's for people to live the best life that they can to be happy oh, yeah, and and sometimes our opinions may come off as like uh, we know what we're talking about or our decision is the best but really mm. just trying to get people to think a little deeper because yes you can be overly addicted to social media yes you can be on it too much I mean I will say that's probably <laughs> pretty factual yeah I mean, and people know it too like, yeah people know it i mean it's safe to it. say that so it's just like i just think yeah it's more important to expose what great can come out of it yeah if you don't have it yeah. because my personal experience and i say personal because it's literally me or to limit it just you limit know? it or yeah. something or yeah. put your phone away when you're doing you something in public yourself. or when you're with your friends or your family just uh, put it away the thing just, that will really Challenges if you try something that you don't want to do. Oh yeah, and you don't tell nobody about it. Living in the uncomfortable. Self fulfillment. Living in the uncomfortable and, uh, yep. Now I have to say something too. Is uh, (laughs) it's all about discipline. Um, Life is about discipline if you want to live a good life. Because alcohol, for example, uh, do (laughs) any drug really? I mean, you have to have discipline not to do it. Especially right. if you've done it before, you're going to probably want to do it again. Even more It so. takes discipline. Or to stay up late at night watching Netflix, it takes discipline not to do that. Right. Uh, to be successful within your career, it's going to take, oh my God, discipline, discipline, discipline. It's literally, everything is revolved around discipline if you want to get something done or to live life in an uncomfortable way that leads to actually more happiness, less right. anxiety, less stress yeah. in the end. Just, we just have to be more disciplined. And unfortunately, Americans are probably the least disciplined people. Because we, we've, well, we're so comfortable. Yeah. We have everything 
Literally. In, 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 like, and then the second something goes wrong, it's just the worst. Everything's just there for us. Yeah. Clean water, food everywhere. Right. Uh, we can have any pet we want. We live in these amazing <laughs> yeah. apartments and houses and cars that are fast and luxurious. I mean, we're so comfortable that we lack discipline for anything that we actually want All right. to have that may be uncomfortable at first, but either way. It's uh, uh, good words, man. Yeah. Uh, so I think people know it. it's just like revert back to it if you ever feel like you're making the wrong decision, you know? Well, just uh, we'll end right there. Yeah, I appreciate anybody that has been listening this far. Like, truly appreciate it because you just listened to me and Jeff's words. Yeah, and you. maybe maybe you learned something. Maybe you opened your mind to something else uh, new for you. Or maybe you'll challenge yourself in a new way. And that's really, I think, all we want. Yeah. Um, so, thank you for listening. Yeah, this follow is- this dude. <laughs> Be enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> this is Modern Enlightenment. And with Jet, the ghost, Moreland. Let's go. The, get it. the ghost. You're the never going to hear about me ever again after right? Literally. This. Try to find this guy. You won't. <laughs> He's literally a ghost. Like he him. is a ghost in the modern world right now. The modern world, he is a ghost. My like coach is making me create Facebook. He does not exist. <laughs> uh, don't give in, bro. Don't give in. All right. <laughs> Just fight it until shit. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we will have a new episode out soon. going to try to do this on a weekly basis. Uh, every topic will be new um we'll have a new guest on there um sometimes i may be solo talking about things that i want to talk about because again this is for me um and hopefully just to influence others with thoughts that i have random thoughts that i have just want to share my thoughts to positively affect other people thank you for listening